Welcome to Both Down, episode 142, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. From the spiritual home of Blood Bowl, Canton, Ohio. Hey, Ohio, I am Scott Prime, and with me, Ohio farther Boston. away than ever, <laughs> Yep. and For- yet we're still both down, is Steve Kilowaki Campbell. Yep, 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 yes sir, I am coming to you from Canton, Ohio, which uh, well, is my new current abode. Before we update that, yeah. did I get the intro right? Yeah, you did actually. Close enough. I I did not listen to it ahead of time. I just told Steve, let's try it. Let's try it. And I got it right. Boom! One take. That I mean, people don't understand. This is episode 142. So realistically, we've done 150 episodes. Scott's yep. gotten it right one time. Uh, on this end, probably yes, yeah. but because usually I go listen to it, and that's what oh, I yeah. told Steve. I was like, "Let me go listen to this real quick," and I was like, "Never mind, I think I can get it," and I get, I nailed it. Look at you, man! We've been doing this a little over ten years now. God, almost twelve. So someone asked whatever. me that the other day. He's like, "How long have you been doing that?" I'm like, "Ah, you know, a little. Oh, oh geez, it's like ten years, eleven years. Uh, most of our lives. Too long. <laughs> Hopefully, at some point, we'll be able to say that." Well, Steve, you are in Canton, Ohio. Yes, I am. So you told the world and me and everybody, like, you're going to update us on stuff. So you can tell us however much you want or not want. Well, the floor is yours, sir. So um, since we are a very personal podcast and we do tend to give people updates on stuff, I mean, we've gone through your divorce and the tornado and you and Jen's relationship and all, and well, uh, I had a relationship, and I had the girlfriend and four kids move in, and uh, that did not work out uh, Mm. due to a myriad of issues, Um, primarily financial, but I mean, whoo, financial, basically fucked up my life. So um, I had to extricate myself from the situation, had to sell my house, Um, my car died because she drove it after the light came on and didn't, you know, so dead engine. Um, so with the proceeds of the house, I basically used it to buy a car from my niece and moved up to Ohio where I have a friend, I believe at the early stages of this podcast, Mike had just moved out if I remember correctly. Yeah, I don't know where all this fits in. That that might be correct. My buddy Mike um, came to live with me when I was renting my dad's house. He just got out of the military. Um, he just like Ven, best friend since third grade, and he was looking for a job, and he liked Oklahoma because he grew up there. So I'm like, hey, just come back out and you know try to find something. Supposed to be him for a couple of months. Ended up him, the wife, and four kids for a year. Um, so I've always made the joke of, well, you know, I let you guys live with me f- free for a year. So you guys owe me like six years, one for each of you. And eventually we got to joking about it because I was telling him about my home life and how horribly miserable I was. Um, and... He's like, dude, just escape. Just come up here for a while. I was like, nah, I mean, I can't I can't do that. I'm like, well, well, hmm. Could I do that? And it kind of just happened 
you know, if you believe in a higher power, you know, you can say that. But things worked out the way that they worked out, and I'm living with Mike and his family now in the basement. I got a small little room to myself, and basically um, no expectation of rent or bills until I get back on my feet, which is a true godsend. So you're like Uncle Grandpa? I don't. I never watched that show enough. It bugged me. Good morning. You got to do that to everybody. No. You can't, you can't be Uncle Grandpa because you're Pizza Steve. So never mind. <laughs> I'm Mr. I mean, like, Steve. What, are, are you a child? Do you get the, did, did you get a stocking for Christmas from them? No. Uh, I got packages from you. It was appreciated. Uh, well, I, I didn't bring that up for that. I'm sure just trying did. to figure out where <laughs> you are. Are you still Mr. Steve? Oh, yeah. Because when the kids and stuff lived with you, you were Mr. Steve. Right. No, I'm, they still call me that. Um, Mr. Steve. Okay. But the oldest kid's out of the house in the military with a kid of his own. Um, the Jesus, next, for real? I know. The next one, Logan, um, he's got... He's 22 now, I think? And he's going to Boston University next semester. Um, he's the child prodigy math guy. Um, okay. And then the two girls are 18 and 16. So... Golly, really? Holy I know. Crap. Thank you for making me feel <laughs> older than I already feel. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, that's my situation. You know, um, it's been pretty obvious to people, uh, both in person and through the podcast and everything. Like, are you okay? You know, you've been seeming down for a long time and this is no slight on the girlfriend or the kids or anything. It was just a bad situation that did not resolve itself, and I had to resolve it. Um, it's unfortunate the way it worked out. Um, give me some time. I won't have too much anger at it. But there's mental health issues. There's physical issues. There's a variety of things that went towards it. So it's not one factor. We're still on good terms, even though um, <clears throat> certain people would say I shouldn't be. And I completely understand yeah. that. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I'm so fucking blessed. Like just to have not only Mike, but you know, Scott's been there for me. Vin helped out moving. Um, so many people were reaching out when I posted on my personal Facebook that, they wanted me to start a GoFundMe, and to my surprise, a ton of people, you know, did that too. So I've thanked every person individually. I've had people, you know, come out and message me and tell me that, you know, I'm not alone and I can always count on them to talk, and that's huge because that's what we do. You know, I've been there for people. they there for me whenever I needed it. It's never been a question of if. It's just always been a question of when, you know. So that's been pretty amazing. Um, I do plan for this to be a momentary change in lifestyle. I would like to get back to Oklahoma in about a year. That's my plan. Um, currently, not worrying too much about that plan as I need to get a job and, you know, have money well, to live. you need to maybe recover from COVID all the way first. That too. too. Oh, yeah. And that was another fun thing. Like, I've been here all of three weeks and I got COVID. So that was fun. Nothing See too bad, happens. though. Um, I got super tired and got, you know, uh, fevers and chills and stuff like last weekend. But still have some lingering effects. Nothing long-term, hopefully. But 
it's been an adventure. Yeah, we we kind of went through the ringer. Although I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to try to do my best to drop it. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I think you waited way too long sure. to pull the trigger on this. I did, and I've told you that to your face. So I'm not just calling you out here. Um, I think it's fair to say maybe you were too embarrassed to reach out to some of your even closest friends and let us know how bad it was. And um, just a reminder that you don't deserve that, and neither does anybody else out there <laughs> going forward. Yeah. And I, I hope you, with the second chance, get a you know, can get everything else straightened out. So um, I appreciate I'm, it. I, I I'm probably more angry about the situation <laughs> than at least you appear to be, because I really want you to be really mad as well. I've worked so. through the anger, and it's. I'm also the type of person, like you said, I'm very trusting, I'm very forgiving. Um, bad example, but just to show the extremities, or the extremes, not extremities, because I'd be an armor like. Um, like serial killers or something, we can both agree that they are horrible people. But they also have, they're doing that because of a mental illness. So I don't hold them truly accountable for it, if that makes sense. I, I get where you're coming from. So, I mean, a, there uh, are situations, but of course this is not that same thing. Um, a, a lot of this could have been solved by the merest modicum of communication or transparency or anything like that. Um, that didn't happen. Um, but, yeah, I, I... And again, a lot of it, like I've told Scott and other people, a lot of the reason it went for as long as it did was because of the children. I was doing everything I could to keep them from going into Child Protective Services um, because they had been in there before. And um, at least one of them had basically said if they go back, they will either run away and never be found or kill themselves. So... That doesn't help the situation, and I, of course, nice. realize it's psychological manipulation, but also when you're dealing with a kid, um, you know, if I'm out money, time, and stress, whatever, I can recover that. I'd rather not have a dead kid. So I'm not, I'm not trying to play the savior card. I'm not trying to justify anything. I'm just saying, like, there are reasons why I did what I did and it went for as long as it could. And there was literally no options left. Like I, I understand. Um, um, definitely not what I wanted, but if you take it to the analogy of a poker game, I played the hand that was dealt to me. I did the right moves and I just got screwed. It just happens. Well, anyways, we can, we can ponder <clears throat> the ifs and that. I just wish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This all should have happened uh, almost a year ago, in my in my point of view. Oh, but, for sure. You know, yeah. when, when my family or people I care about get hurt, um, you know, and probably because I've lived through this, yeah. you know, I want to help stronger than maybe they're strong enough to help at the time. So no, and I, I definitely um, get it. And I know it comes from a good place, and I know everyone's concern comes from a good place. Trust me, I don't begrudge anyone that. Um, it's just is what it is. Interesting mm -hmm. thing though, is it is Canton and the football hall of fame is like 10 miles away. And that's, so have is, you been there yet? I have not. Um, I plan on going there. So, um, but oh, cool. it is $30 to enter and $10 to park 
or you can get a one-year pass for $70, which covers as many times as you want to go, and parking. So nice. I'm going to wait until I can actually afford to get the pass and then go, because even not being the biggest football fan in the world, I like history. Plus, with it truly being the home of the blood, you know, where Blood Bowl was found when they went through the ceiling and were yeah, yeah. whatever. Um, you know, there's podcast material there, so it's justified. I'm sure I'll go more than once. Well, you can go and take your time and yeah, just hit a whole section and it's always something fun back. to do. Yeah, go back a couple weeks later, hit another section and yeah. Um, so that wraps up, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, just a little bit of uh, real life stuff. And like I said, I don't have a job yet. Um, I'm not asking for anyone to help out, but I know some people are going to want to. So I do have a GoFundMe, which we can put into the notes. Um, and anyone who has donated, it's beyond appreciated. I can't even explain because I was hoping to have like a decent amount of money from selling the house. And then half of that went to the car and then me to God, I got to, you know, I sold the house. I waited around in a hotel a couple of days to get the car, sign the title over you know, just relax, have some time to myself, get ready to go. So I get on the road to get up to Ohio, which, you know, I was driving basically two days straight. I stopped at Michael Lewis's halfway through Brownstone. He was great to put me up. Amazing guy as always. Love him. Um, I got less than two miles away from the hotel and the car died. This is in Oklahoma, folks. Yes. Less than two miles away from their hotel, I'm trying to get up to speed on the highway, and it <laughs> dies on me. And I was able to pull off. I got to a, a service station that just happened to be right there, and it took them all day, but they fixed the the oxygen sensor or whatever BS it was, intake flow processor, I don't know. So immediately, one day down... $300 out of pocket and just like, come on, this cannot be my whole trip there. Um, I did get a stop at the Louisville Slugger Museum, so that was awesome. Yeah, did you see some big wood? Because I, I know did. you're a fan of that. They, had a, they have a giant one outside. Really? But yeah, I got to hold Babe Ruth's bat and see all kinds what? of other cool bats. Am I supposed to believe it's really his bat? Oh, yeah. Like, like he held it and spit on his hands and mm -hmm. rubbed it into this the same shaft that you did. Yeah. Did you spit on your hands and rub it in there? Did no, I, I didn't even DNA? actually didn't even I wasn't even able actually to touch the wood. They put silicon around the handle of it so you can touch that. But oh, I was still holding on. it. So Okay, whatever. And it's crazy, like when you get to a place like that that has so much history where I'm literally next to Babe Ruth's, Hank Aaron's, you know, anybody you can think of's bat, you know, historical freaking bats from the early 1900s to hundreds to modern, that at some point just is like, eh, whatever. It's all amazing. It's like your mind just goes into overload. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of how it works, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool, though. I mean, I'm glad you got a little sightseeing and kind of get away and you know 
have a little bit of fun before you got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And snowed in, right? Didn't you get snowed in too? Yeah, first weekend got snowed in, iced over. Um, wasn't super horrible bad, but it was more than I wanted to deal with. So I just kind of stayed in. The next weekend, got out and did some stuff, no problem. And then, yeah, then COVID. And then that's pretty much it. So have you dated much up there? No, no, not not much uh, call for it. Okay. Not exactly just... on the top of my mind. Okay. Just didn't know, you know, like no. it could be a blood bowl babe up there. There is no blood bowl up here. Like okay. I've gone to three different game shops and nobody even comes close to playing blood bowl. They're One like... shop was like, Oh yeah, there was a guy on the weekend, and uh, he kind of sort of thought about playing one time. Yeah, I'll, I'll be sure to come down and talk to him. <laughs> well, that's okay. We got lots of blood bowl to talk about today. Yeah. Um, what we have on tap for everybody is we have a product review. Um, we're going to talk about the tournament. What is it? Tournament handbook. Yeah. Tournament guide. And then uh, the new star players. New star we've players. We've had for a long, long, long time. Yeah, we've had those for months, and now we can finally talk about them. So it's nice to <laughs> talk about those. Yeah, and if people are wondering what the weird thing that we got out of the blue, that was this tournament guide. Yeah. And it is weird. So, But we'll go yeah, into more of that next segment. Yeah, we had no idea. Anyways. It's weird. Uh, and then uh, in our segment sec- second segment... We're going to do some tournament talk. We're going to finally wrap up Nuffleween that happened way back in November. We're going to talk about uh, the future tournament I'm going to go to. If you're listening to this this weekend, I'm playing Blood Bowl right now in the future, which is my past. I'm talking about it. Anyways, um, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2023 tournament down in Dallas, Texas area in, or Fort Worth, somewhere in that area. It's all the same to people from <laughs> Oklahoma. It's... Texas, Dallas, it's Texas, DFW. Houston, Texas, yeah. Austin, Texas. Everything else is Texas. So <laughs> it's Dallas, Texas. And then uh, we're going to talk about the uh, tur- tournament Critter Bowl 8 that I will be running, I guess, solo because Steve had to move away mm-hmm. to Ohio um, with help from Gary Brown. And that's coming up in March. But we will talk about that. And then in the last segment, because it's the first podcast of the year we're talking about the downy awards the both down awards from the previous year about tournament play and stuff like that so that is our three segments for today are you ready to jump into some product review in the first segment steve i believe we can do that yeah let's go ahead and take a little break and we'll be right back All right, we're back, and we're ready to talk about this new product from GW called the Match Play Guide. Yeah, yeah. Um, We got this just straight out of nowhere. They didn't tell us anything about it. It just showed up one day. I was like, what the heck is this? And I look at it, and I go, what the heck is this? And then I read it and go, what the heck is this? And I let Scott have it. Um, and I still don't so, know. I mean, it, it is what it is at this point. Everybody probably is aware of what it is. And okay. So has this gone on sale yet? I think so. Yeah. We, you know, we were supposed to release this about a couple weeks ago, I think. 
Yeah, the embargo okay. was December 31st. And we, so you're saying if we go to Games Workshop right now and hit Blood Bowl, we can order this? I believe so. Okay. And I I'm think not... it is online only. Someone mentioned that on the forum. We're on Facebook. Oh, so you can't get it through the store. <clears throat> to what they said. Now, I haven't had any reason to look into it. Okay. Well, I'm kind of kind of looking right now. I mean, I guess I could just type in exactly what this thing is called, which yeah. is a matched play guide. Oh, there it is. And this is really exactly what it is. It's GW telling you exactly how to run a tournament. Interesting enough, they have a Middle Earth strategy battle game match guide as well. Huh. Like a e-download, though. <sighs> well, And this one has I... a little clock by it, so does this mean... <laughs> Available while oh, supplies last. Maybe. Oh. Okay. So you better get yours. I yeah. Okay. All right. So <laughs> this shows starts off with the artwork on the cover. It's kind of cool. It shows these. I do like the black artwork. Orc and uh, some, it's people playing Blood Bowl like at a pub. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. But it's Blood Bowl characters. First two pages gives you like probably. League teams up at GW headquarters because you can see like uh, Harley Brown's dwarf team. Yeah. You can see Keith Robertson's corn team, the Blood Marsh Skull Takers, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. <clears throat> I mean that part um, is pretty cool. Yeah, I like seeing that stuff always just because you know, I don't know if these are their real models or not, or these are just professional models that, or if these are just the same models that were in their um you know boxes and stuff, yeah. but some of them look different, so I'm assuming if you work for GW, like you're either good at painting or you know somebody that is. <laughs> uh, we got a tables table of contents. We got a Blood Bowl play matched play guide intro from Jim and Bob. Then we got an introduction. Um, do you do you remember much of this at all? Not really. Okay, um, so we, was... we, we get an introduction, and it kind of tells you like what yeah. they're going to talk about, like code of conduct, yeah, recommended tournament style, rosters, result sheets, roster building, alternative formats, additional rules. It goes into the code code of conduct, you know, where it basically says, uh, "Don't be a jerk," and you know, "Don't hide information from people," stuff like yeah. that. It's a lot of things that are actually really nice. It's good to codify it and put it into a book. Yeah, I mean, it actually kind of is. I was reading through there, and I was like, oh, well, um, I don't check with my opponent what language I should use before <laughs> doing it, so maybe some things I need to back off on, too. But there's definitely some things like if your opponent doesn't understand something, explain it to them so you're you know, basically not tricking them or avoiding a situation that, you know, they're unclear on. Exactly. Uh, it goes through the like tournament organizers and how, I guess if this was a big event, they would want a referee, like somebody else assisting. So this is, which is interesting. since <coughs> that's not what they did for, I guess it is what they did for open. Oh, that's what's interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, the open only had, you know, 30 plus people. So therefore you could say it wasn't big enough to demand like an actual referee, separate referee, as well as the tournament event organizer and a 
official scorekeeper and a spare player. But what I do find funny is, is they talk about having a splay, spare player mm-hmm. on site because nobody wants to go to a tournament and get a buy round. Exactly. So that's a huge, huge, huge deal. Um, so the fact that it felt like, <laughs> I don't know. I, you can go back and listen to the Kansas City podcast and you know how I feel about that. Um, the fact that like you couldn't go in there and or somebody he couldn't get somebody to come in there and just sit there and you know right play if need be and not play if not yeah right that wasn't a paid customer of course know, yeah type deal it's it is funny though their sp- their version of the spare player is is you can't win any awards you're just playing for fun you're it's, always playing the low man on the totem pole it's the exact way that I used to run buy rounds and hero clicks. Right, and we used to get into arguments about that back then too. <laughs> well, I mean, look, nobody wants to play like you know Saul well, no. nicely as the ringer, <laughs> as the spare player. But at the same time, you don't want to play somebody, and then after you beat them, they go, "Well, I was playing a ringer team anyways." Oh, of course, yeah. And I've seen all that happen before, so I just other people play and move on. Um. <clears throat> It talks about like a rules pack for a tournament. It, it talks about the correct miniatures because this is a big GW thing. Mm-hmm. It goes through games and rankings, and it their system is is like you know two points for a win, one point for a tie, and zero points for a loss. Which I found that's some of these things are just interesting to me because the Blood Bowl community. We've kind of taken our own life. <laughs> this is how this is not how we run hundred percent tournaments for sure. Yeah. But this is probably similar to what GW wants us to run. So um it, it goes through everything. So this kind of is a I could see somebody somewhere who doesn't maybe run tournaments very well, and you read this and you go, Oh, we should try this, we should try that. But so for most I, I, of us who run I, tournaments or have run tournaments, I don't know if you really need this or not. See, and that's that's my thing. I don't I don't know where I don't know when to come into this argument, but I guess I'll do it now. I like this. I like that this was created. This should have been put out for free as a PDF, and GW should have gone. We want people to run tournaments. Here's how to do it. Please enjoy yourself. And if you would like to purchase a physical copy, we will allow you to do that as well. But 100%, this should be a free PDF for people to run tournaments at GW's guidance. Because that's what gets people to play. You know, they already put the league stuff in all the other rules. So the only other way people play besides leagues and the rare one-off which is also in the other rules is tournaments and why 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 put this behind a paywall of having to buy a book right you know um we could easily not well you could give us a month and we could take naf directives and create a document like this slap some art on it and release it for free and it probably should have been done by now but 
I don't know. That's my whole complaint about this thing. I really do like it. I like that it was made. I just don't get why they're charging for it. And how much was it? It was $15 online, which I thought it would probably be $15 to $18. It's awful but small. What, what I was hoping <laughs> when I read this today and finished reading it, I go, I hope this is $10 or below. Yeah. It is awfully small. Well, it's the size of a Spike magazine. but It's there's... smaller than a Spike magazine. I mean, page-wise, not okay. dimension-wise. But, like, it's probably 20 pages versus 32 is what it feels like. Well, there is 30 pages here, okay. but there's a lot of filler. Uh, pages 10 and 11 are just like, here's your team draft list, which is like a roster that you have permission to photocopy. And then you have... This is fine. I'm not discounting this at all. They should put this in there because if somebody's never ran a tournament, maybe yeah. they don't know how to operate Excel or whatever and to create their own. So this is at least a way that somebody can get this. Why but is at that the same not time a download for free? I'm or not is disagreeing it? with you. It might be. I don't know. I mean, it, it could be. Um, page 12 is writing out your roster. It's talking about drafting teams. And they have a hardcore set that it's... Uh, one thousand one million two hundred gold pieces, mm -hmm. which is exactly like Kansas City was. Yeah. Um, so this is very similar to what the stuff that you know probably James was you know told to run uh when he did the Kansas City Carnage tournament. I think the only uh, real main difference in how we typically run events is the star players. Uh, maybe. Um they have skill points. And they talk about tiers of teams and how tier one teams should get six skill points, tier two, eight, and tier three, ten. And how like a a regular skill is one point, but a secondary skill is two skill points. And then they even talk like limitations, like tier one teams, they get six uh, skill points, but you can only get one secondary skill and the rest have to be primary skills. Yeah. So. Anyways, it talks about that. Uh, star players, I found this very interesting. They talk about <laughs> when you buy a star player, uh, you must uh, pay the gold pieces in Described, and then you can spend, you also spend two of your skill points to have them on your team. Tier 1 teams may have a maximum of one star player, while Tier 2 and 3 can have two star players. Then they go on to talk about some pl star players have such an impact on the game. They are classed as megastars. Megastars cost four skill points rather than two. Megastars like to be the star of the show and don't like to share the limelight with anyone else who's considered to be their equal. A team may only ever have a single megastar on their team draft roster. And that goes on to basically say, this changes quite often because the star players and megas, you know, we're, there's always a debate. So yeah. check the latest Blood Bowl FAQ and errata at Warhammer Community, you know, dot com. So this is, it's ironic that I read this today, and yesterday I heard somebody talking about uh, Morg or Hackflam or somebody being a megastar. And I was mm -hmm. like, what are they talking about? What does that mean? And here we go. Now I, now I get it. <laughs> yeah, it got released by accident a little while ago. They did the errata change, and it freaked people out. But 
And I, again, I, people, I from what I, I understand... Like, I don't hate it. I mean, it's a way to combat the overuse of them. No, I think that's fine. I mean, again, this is... You find out on, like, the last two pages, the last two pages with content on it, really, that... <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you when we get there. Okay. Uh, they have a prayer of Nuffle. They're reminding you, like, hey, prayers and Nuffles are, you know, used in leagues, but this is the one you need to use in tournaments. It's the same prayers and Nuffle table that's on page 103 in the regular Blood Bowl uh, rulebook. They have some nice art to take up a lot of room so they can space this stuff out. <laughs> page 17, they talk about post-matches. <laughs> which I think is really funny because they're making sure people know for the first time, like you don't have to do the post-match stuff and injuries can be, you know, everybody's resurrection style tournament. Now I did like that, Steve page 18 talks about awards and they talk about, these are the recommended awards we recommend for you first, second, third, uh, most sporting coach, which according to this book, the coach who receives this highest number of fan favorite, or I'm sorry, favorite, opponent votes we consider this to be the most important award of all mm -hmm. and that's why i've never got one yep never will mm, never will i think i have by like default it's somewhere but it's laughable uh best painted of course they have that in there and wooden spoon so they they give you six things that they say should always be included yeah and then i do like this <laughs> They definitely took from the community that we give like best defense and stuff like that, but they gave them fancy names. Griff Oberwald's Golden Gloves for the team that scores the most touchdowns. Mighty Zug's Wall of Steel, best defense. Max Spleen Ripper's Carnage Cup, the team that inflicts the most casualties as a result of blitzing, blocking, or pushing oppositions into the crowd, which at Kansas City, when you pushed people into the crowd, those casualties counted. So uh, this must be a GW thing where they feel like, you know how most tournaments uh, say from yeah, blocking? Of course. Must be a, somebody in GW must feel like, you know, pushing them into the crowd is equal to blocking. So whatever. I'm not arguing. Yeah. Just saying that that's what I found interesting. Matron McGeary's most patch-up. The team that has the most casualties afflicted on them. I, I hate that. Well, I do too. I think they're just kind of making up some fluffy things here. Dirty like, Dan's filthy skill. Yeah, I say I don't mind that being an award sometimes, but I, I just hate the name. Oh, yeah, that's okay. You can hate it. Dirty Dan's filthiest skit. The team that has the most players sent off as a result of committing foul actions, and then of course the Stunty Cup. Yeah, they do have did you knows throughout here, which I really like. They sure did. And did you catch the one reference? Uh-oh. Hmm. What, what one reference? So uh, last episode I made mention of, I believe, vampires are coming next because of something in this. They okay. did mention Count Luther Van Drakenborg. Well, hell, did I miss that totally? I can't tell you where it is, but somewhere in there... They do mention Count Luther Van Drakenborg. Oh, I wonder if it's on like one of the few last pages. Okay. So based on that, makes me think that the next one does is going to be vampires, <laughs> and he's going to be one of the stars again. They page twenty, 
2021 talk about uh, alternate formats for Blood Bowl. They talk about like uh, actual stunty tournament or a team event. And they go into explaining like how this would work. <clears throat> and they give examples like this is how you should do draws when you have a team event and stuff like that. I actually, I'm, I'm okay with all this really. Yeah. Uh, they, they talk about group and knockout events in case you had like a big, big giant event. And um, I'm looking at this. Did you know rereading this to see if the vampires mentioned they have probably a page of filler here. That's called the knockout table wall chart. I guess if you wanted to photocopy this and put it in your store, you could. That's fine. I don't blame them for having that in there. No uh, additional rules. They talk about how you could do injuries at tournaments if you wanted or player advancements or custom inducements. And then they give you some examples here for some inducements, which I thought was actually kind of cool. Um, like everybody gets is available to any team and they could, you know, they give you a few examples here that one of them's like um, festive gifts, uh, booby trapped end zone. I like this one, the famous moot buffet. Mm -hmm. So before each game you decide like, what, what did you get? And, Oh, I got some gar garlic eclairs, and one of my players has the foul appearance skill, or somebody else gets the delightful donuts, and they get the when you use rerolls, it you know you can use it for free if you roll the right number. Anyways, I thought those were kind of cool examples, and it made me go like, oh, we should maybe use one of these. Never happened. Okay, here's a did you know I did not read when I was reading through this. <laughs> okay. Did you know the final of the twenty five oh three? Blood Bowl saw two of the best players meet in the prestigious final for the very first time. Griff Oberwald playing a tournament deal with the Altidorf All-Stars squared off against Count Luther Von Drakenborg and the Drakfang Thirsters in a match that was more about the two stars than the rest of the teammates. Following a vicious headbutt to Griff that caused him to be sidelined, Luther was able to saunter into the end zone in each half for a two to nothing win, looking fabulous as he did so. Ooh, I think you're right. I so, missed this one. Yeah, based on that, and we got a team name that <laughs> makes me think vampires are at least done. Yeah, like they're going to come out this year. That's really cool. Yeah. I was just talking I'm to Adam out. today about that because he wants to play him at Critter Bowl. Who's that? Adam Brennan. Oh. Right. That's cool. Drakfing Thirsters? Not sure I love that name, but at the same time, that's fine. I'm not going to argue. Definitely vampire, give me, though. Give me some vampires, for sure. So anyway, those are a couple pages with those example, you know, yeah, example uh, inducements, which I think is kind of cool. They talk about some gold piece escalation and some mandatory star players and secret objectives, which the secret objective things are crazy like you'd roll three times on this chart you would jot them down and as the game goes on you know if i made at least three foul actions over the game i go oh i got one <laughs> got one of my objectives and i don't know yeah I, I don't i mean it's nice that they are doing stuff but can just... you imagine playing blood bowl for two hours and then like you finish the game, we were tied, and we go, let's go to the secret objectives. And I say, well, remember, I pushed, uh, I inflicted a casualty rule on on this guy. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. No, no, you didn't. Yeah, I did. I got my objective. Yeah. Well, you didn't tell me at the time. Well, I, I'm not supposed to. 
anyways. Now, I'm not against the idea of like maybe secret objectives that you write down and you hand out to people so that you actually have a card sure. that you know you could flip over, like a Blitz Bowl tournament sort of. I'm I'm not against any of this. I just think it's a yeah. <laughs> that seems way more trouble than it'd be worth. So. There are things that sometimes they put out that seem unnecessarily complicated and I don't see people actually doing. Um, page 30 and 31. This is, says Blood Bowl events at Blood Warhammer World. It says Blood Bowl is incredibly popular here at its ancestral home of Warhammer World. In fact, it's hard to walk through the gaming hall or Bugman's Bar without witnessing at least one game of Blood Bowl kicking off. Throughout the year, exciting, uh, excited coaches flock to Nottingham, England. From all corners of the world to participate in events, gaming weekends in Warhammer World, hollow th- hollowed halls, and visit the illustrious uh, Bugman's Bar, of course. And then it goes on to basically say, this is a guideline for events that we run at our place. I mean, it's pretty neat that they actually acknowledge that it exists. So if, oh. you know, if you were secluded in your knowledge of Blood Bowl... And you saw this and like, oh, that's really cool. We could do tournaments. Uh, they have tournaments there. Wonder where else they do tournaments. I mean, maybe it gets people out I, into it. I agree. I think it's cool that we broke the fourth wall and so, talked about this. It even shows people playing games. The art is amazing because it shows Ripper here with his glasses on. He's playing against like a snotling and they're mm-hmm. playing Blood Bowl. <laughs> I love this art. It's really cool. Um, but I Basically, they're saying, like, this is a guide to any tournament that we run at our events, any type of GW events, this is what you're getting into. And a lot of this, a lot of this, most everything stacks up with how the Kansas City Open was ran. So Makes sense. So if there are um, future GW tournaments, expect them to be very similar to this. So uh, the last page has more of the, like, probably in-house teams, like the Red Mall Raiders. Yeah. This is a terrible name. I wouldn't have published this at all. The Skaven <laughs> team called Doofus of Doom. Get out of here with that. Get out of here. Yeah, I, I can't. I'm not going to defend the, names. Yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> it's cool. This should be, this is one of those things where I think they should have taken the loss and took just 10 bucks for it. Or like you said, did a PDF. And if you, <laughs> If you go back to your point, if somebody bought this and they read this last couple of pages and they go, oh, cool, there's a place in Nottingham that does this. Well, when we go to England next year, I didn't, you know, maybe they don't have a clue. We can go there and play in a tournament or whatever. Now, but if this is an online only match play guide, yeah. how are people at stores going to get this? Exactly. I mean, the one thing you kind of really want in stores is how to run tournaments in stores. Unless they don't want tournaments being run in non-GW stores, which is completely asinine. This definitely should be one freebie that got sent to every store. Yep. And then if they want to order some more... To me, if it was $10, I'm not going to argue about it because that should cover their cost. I know nothing comes from GW for $10. Here's the thing, though. Even $15, bucks, right? At $15, yeah. bucks, am I really going to buy this? Because you have that copy in front of you. Am I going to buy that? I do not know. There's no real incentive other than just keeping up with the Joneses and I have everything else. So I probably will. 
but if they released it for free, I would for sure buy it as a way to support their decision for making it free. Does that make sense? Oh, you're saying if they had a PDF, but you could buy a physical yeah, copy? Yeah, I would for sure buy a physical copy then. If, it, they, if they released a PDF for 10 bucks, I would buy the PDF for 10 bucks. It kind of feels like they're... No, I probably wouldn't, because I still want it to be free. It kind of feels like that thing they released right before we got a new edition. What was that, the coaching assistant thing? Uh, oh, the, that thing, yes, the coach pack. Yes, God, that, that was in ti- was tiny type, and there was typos everywhere. This is constructed way better than that. Oh, yeah. So don't... <laughs> God, that thing was so bad. So bad. Do you need this? Probably not if you run tournaments. Should the NAF go through and create a similar document that people could download for free on how to run a tournament? Yeah, probably. they probably should. Is GW going to be upset by us saying that or NAF doing it? I don't know. But GW, <laughs> make it free. To get three months from now. There's no one going to buy this after three months, especially if it's limited. You said it has a clock on it, right? It does say, uh, according to their website, there's a clock on it. So Okay, the moment you can't buy it anymore, put that stupid thing up for free and let everybody in the world have access on how to run a tournament your way. I mean, it is your game, and if more people start running it your way, then we become kind of united in some ways. Let's, Let's not kid ourselves, or GW or anyone else. The only reason this podcast exists are tournaments exists. Tournaments in the central part of America exists. The only reason Chaos Cup got to 160 people and has ran for so long, this only reason so many tournaments in the game lasted forever was because the rules were free online. We didn't have, to, sure. we didn't have to buy them. I got into For this sure. game not having to buy a single rules book. I just downloaded it, I read it, I printed off a copy for my own use, and we got to playing, and we got to running tournaments, and traveling, and then GW came back, and that's fine. I'll support them. I love the fact that they're back, I love that they are putting out new content and stuff. But, damn it, put the rules out there for free. If you want more people playing. Can't disagree. I, I, don't, I don't even know how to get people into the damn game. I'm in an area that there's no Blood Bowl players. If I wanted to get people into the game, they, through the three game stores that I've gone to, there is zero copies of the original Blood Bowl, and I think one copy of Season 2, and then a few copies of Dungeon Bowl. I don't have a way to just tell them, here, pick up this rules packet, learn the game, and we can play. It, it is very hard when somebody says, hey, I've been absent from Blood Bowl for about seven years. What what do I need? And you go, uh... Yeah, literally, uh, literally had people ask me that. And I go, you know I don't what race know. you're going to play? Well, no, not yet. Um, just the main book for now? Well, what about this book? Do I need spikes? I do, the, I need, do I need yeah. almanacs? Do I need this, that... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. 
Um, so overall, I think it's cool, but it just more annoys me than anything else because I don't understand why they're charging for it. It's not that good. Um, I have no problem with them charging some, but I definitely think, I really do feel like this is one of those deals where, yeah, they should at least gave every store one copy of this. Even if the store, you know, they just carry GW product. The sales rep goes, here you go, in case you ever want to run tournaments. That might really spark some people in areas that don't have a clue on running tournaments. And I'm not going to... We had a store that finally ran one tournament. You remember this? Because I think you were one of like four people that went. Which one? New World ran a tournament at a GW, like um, a Warhammer... What do they call them? GXs? (laughs) Oh, that wasn't Tim Hart came up. Yeah, yeah, that was it. It, it wasn't a GW event. I'm just right, saying it was yeah. a different store who primarily it runs Warhammer stuff, and they had a small gathering of people. Maybe y'all had six. I thought you maybe had four. I think we had maybe it was eight, eight or something. Yeah, it wasn't okay. too many. But y'all played for real money. Yeah, that was stupid. Real, real physical money, and I mean you. Everybody there really cared about everything else but Blood Bowl. Mm-hmm. But they still, they, they didn't run a lot of things like the community did. And that's not a knock on them. They were doing the best they could with their knowledge. I'm not saying yeah. that. Yeah, and they don't so know this, NAF. That's fine. And this, but at least they should have been able to go to GW and got to, you know, document. Right. And, and that's where this might kick in. And it would maybe really encourage somebody like that. They go, oh, here, it's right here. We don't. We could just do this tournament in here, mm-hmm. and here's a build, and here's how we get skills. And they go, "Oh, okay." Now, just imagine if GW went another step and said, "If you are running an event, please email us at this address, and we will put it on our website so we can promote it." I mean, and then they could have a website of tournaments that are being ran. Yeah, but I think you're not going to get that unless you run the events exactly like they want it to be. I know which is another issue. But even if there but, was... But I, I I believe some people would change the rules to this rule set yeah. to be Games Workshop approved, and then you could it, get it advertised on their bigger... And if yeah, was, You'd have more eyes look at it. If there was a medium ground where the rule set met the criteria for NAF and GW criteria, we would do that in a heartbeat. At least one tournament, yeah, yeah, probably. I'm trying to look to see where they have like the latest FAQ, and I'm having a, I'm really struggling. So yeah, I've had issues. I, I, I think I'm being old white guy here on the GW's website because it's like Just here bloodbowl.com. Oh, is it? Well, didn't say that. It said Warhammer Community. I know. I went to Warhammer Community, couldn't find it either. Oh, okay. I just thought I was being old white guy. In addition <laughs> to this coming out, um, Nobla, Blackwort, and Scrappa Sorehead are coming out. Oh, we can talk about them? Yeah, we did get those back in October or September. All right, maybe. you keep talking. Give me like 10 seconds. I'm going to go grab them so I can describe okay. them. Yeah, we got them a while back, and it was supposed to come out with a different release. And then we got an email going, oh, by the way... Um, We've changed the date on this, so they must have had some production issues or something. Uh, they do look really cool. 
Um, so it's rounding out some of the star players for Goblins, which is nice. All right. And two in one pack. Yeah, it's, I'm sure this is, what is this, $50 probably at least? I have not looked. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at Nabla here and Scrap of Swordhead in package. It says the rules are inside. I I always worry about how fragile these things are going to be, and I know that's just me being a, a clumsy doofus who accidentally has broke models before, but it either there's a piece in here already broken... <laughs> <laughs> or it just I can't tell if it's you know how these things come on like these little like sprues blocks yeah, oh, yeah. block sprues yeah there is a block sprue that has nothing on it so I'm just not sure if we have a broken pogo stick which very well could be let's see we got a body here yeah I can't let the body could hit be. the floor let the body hit the floor Oh, we got a few. We got a, quite a few broken pieces off the sprue in here. To be honest, let me turn this around now. Yeah, we might have a we might have a broken model. That's okay then. They knows? sent it to us. Yeah, we're, we're not going to complain. Oh no, it's not. It's it did break off the little sprue, but it's not a broken model. So, oh good lord, I'd hate to put this together though. <laughs> 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 it's it's gonna break if Scott gets his big fat paws on it. That's for sure. Yeah, we are not uh, modelers. That's for sure. Ooh, not with some of these plastics. I'm not. But the models look really cool, except for the Nabla Black Ward is on one on one um one foot. Well, yeah, I he's mean, a goblin. They uh, do that. I mean, does every model have to be on one foot? Probably just to annoy you. Well, they, <laughs> you know why I bought two trolls <laughs> up in Kansas City because both of their feet were on the ground. Such so, a weird, weird criteria. I know. I don't. I, I like breaking stuff, and I'm known to break stuff. Have you ever broken a model that's on one foot? Yep. Of the new stuff. Yep. The uh, my black orc team, the troll that is standing on one foot throwing a goblin, I dropped it from about two feet out of my hands onto the table, the game table, yeah, that your dad created, yeah. And now, the good news is where it broke, it was right there where that joint got glued together between the foot, okay, and the ankle, but yes, just split it. Like you, if one piece went across the room and the other piece fell into the table. And I was okay. like, God dang it. This Fair is why enough. I don't like dropping these. I thought I just broke, but on further review, it just split where that joint was glued together and it just hit right. And um, I fixed it, but still, that's what I worry about. Okay, fine. And it. I've broke, I've broken a metal model before of a pogoer. You know, because they yeah, but metal somebody, is more brittle at times. Yeah, because you know somebody accidentally bends that little stick and then yeah. you bend it back or whatever, and it's gone. <laughs> it's weak. It's gone. Weak, so. pathetic fool. Wow, that's crazy. Did you just turn into Satan? I've always been Satan. Oh, I didn't know that's that. That's the secret. I've always been angry. 
<laughs> that explains like your <laughs> bad luck. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> okay, I'm still not finding like the Blood Bowl FAQ, but I'm sure. Yeah, I, I had issues finding it too. Just Google it. Who cares? Okay. Yeah. All right. That's all grumpy well old good. men. This uh, this thing just makes me grumpy, really. Oh, I, I wanted to check how much this GW kit was. Is it on sale yet? Did we say if it was or not? Scrap a sore head. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's going to be expensive, right? I'm, I'm sure. Gonna, yeah. I'm going to say it's overpriced. Here. Oh, it's not, actually not on sale yet. So, oh. Unless it's a Forge World model and I'm not on Yeah, Forge it's Forge World. World. Oh. Why would it not be Forge World? I don't know. I don't think about this of like you do. Forge World. Everything's Forge World. But it, well, that's another that's another issue, right? Yep. I hate that everything. Hey, this is only forty dollars. That's not bad. So I'm giving a big giant thumbs up. I mean, they are small. They're goblin models, so they're smaller, but still. Oh, speaking of speaking of Forge World, um, I went to a game store, and Scott knows this because I sent him the photo. But I went to a game store up here, and I was looking at stuff, and I found the humans and orc teams but they were in those white boxes like you'd see from forge world and they had huh. photos on top of them of the kits of the teams and i was so happy for a second i'm like wait a minute is this the the uh gouged eye and the the bright, bright crusaders? crusaders i want to say new day god yeah bright crusaders uh, no, it was just, I think, made to order or something. It was weird. It was just regular. It was the, the white boxes with a photo on top, but I even opened them up and they were not the special models. It was very annoying. Because hmm. I still well, need those. Was... Yeah, I, I, man, if you got me those different heads and stuff, I'd probably care about my team. Like, yeah. Building those models and stuff a little bit more. I think I have a, or I used to have a set of each, but I can't remember anymore. I think you did at one point. I don't know if you still do. I have I no might idea. Have, I might have found the Blood Bowl FAQ. Well, looks weird. <laughs> it does not look like it talks anything about Mega Stars. So, no, I'm sure it's an old one. It might not release that yet, since I don't think the book's been released yet. Oh, that's so tempting now to just. <laughs> While I can play Morg and Griff on a team <laughs> My... <laughs> at this weekend's tournament coming. Well, up. I don't think I don't think it's going to change anything for NAF tournaments, but you might just to do. Well, I mean, <laughs> since we're talking about going back to the match play guide, now that they brought this idea to the forefront <clears throat> about not only do star players you can take them, but they take away some skills from you. Yeah. Or if you take certain ones, you can only be the only only player on that team so you can't have like morg and bomber dribble snot let's say on the team yeah. um if they start getting that idea across to people maybe people like tournament organizers will go yeah you know what they're probably right because i see a lot of griffs out here or i see a lot of this or that i see a lot of hack flim yeah with um this character it's not a bad way it. to to limit them no, and it's it's at least an idea of let's try this to see if it works, right. you know, type deal. Yeah, because um, I know we've been struggling with it, and the guys in Texas have talked about it a lot. So, 
anyways, I just thought it was interesting. And I thought if other tournaments start going, yeah, we're going to have megastar players. I better get that Griff and Morg in the same team while I can. Megastar. Megastar. Ooh, dude. We need to come up with our own boat down mini with this obviously a guy with two heads that looks like a goblin. And we have a megastar version of him. What do you think of that? What would it be? Just a bigger one. I don't know. We can do bigger. I mean, that's no problem. Yeah. Okay. All right, we talked about this enough. I I think it's really cool. I think I uh, fifteen dollars is probably too much, but I also think value meals at McDonald's are too much. So everything's too much. I now. just might be just an old white guy. So um, this definitely should be free to every store, and maybe should be hopefully GW. If this is for a limited time only, please for the love of Nuffle. Put it out free on your website once people can no longer give you money for it. You're you not know where this would be cool? Anything. What? The next box release. Like if they do another yeah. box release, let's say at the end of the year and it has two new teams in it, throw this in there. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. I mean, something. what does it cost them to print this? Uh, if they do it in big bulk, three bucks a copy or something? Yeah, but again, we don't need it. Just put it out for free. Let us download it. We can print it off yeah. ourselves. Well, you also need those blank cards, Steve, to keep stats of your ah, link Jesus. <laughs> All right. All right. We're, we're, we're going to move on. We're going to take a break. We'll come back with our next segment. All right, we're back. And now we're going to talk some tournament talk. And we have uh, three kind of tournaments to talk about here. I guess the right thing to do, Steve, would be just to go in order. Is that probably yeah. correct? Yeah. And again, just like every other segment, I'll mention, you know, uh, due to real life situations, that's why we are behind on this. But yeah, yeah. Nuffleween, we did that November 12th, I believe. Yes, sir. Um, I don't remember jack all about it. You did play. I did. Old World Alliance I for did. at least a couple of games. That's right. Um, I don't know if you remember anything about them. I do not. No, I remember they work really well when I beat the crap out of people, and they do not work well when I don't. <laughs> that was the extent of my like, because I had like one game where I was like, man, I am tearing up and I'm doing well. Then the next game, I didn't hurt anybody, and I. I just died a horrible death. Well, man, I, I mean, don't think well, I put that on my tracker. I need to, well, I need to put that well, on there. Well, you, you played three games. We had one guy, I think his, something happened to his father, a medical emergency pulled yeah. him away. And you did pretty good. Um, I think I had sadly, two wins no, and a tie, two wins and a loss. You, no, you had two wins and a loss. Your first game you played against whoever is Cyberwolf. They had a corn team. Uh, that might be, Kyle Longo, who might be the guy I had to leave. Um, you beat him two to nothing. Yeah. And then I beat you the crap played... out of him. Remember that. You beat the crap out of him. Okay. And then you played uh, Jason Campbell, the Battle of the Campbells, mm-hmm. dash, dash or go. Uh, he had Chaos Dwarves, and he beat the crap out of you. It looked yep. like two to nothing. And then you played a guy whose name I do not recognize, sadly enough. It's like S A O. 
2-8-D. He had a Norse team. Do you remember this game? You won 2-1? to one? I didn't even remember I played until you mentioned it. So, no. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> Steve, you might have been a little distracted, but you got to <laughs> remember some of these games, right? No. You know what I remember of that weekend? Um, primarily hanging out with Michael and getting pizza. Okay. Well, that's good. Because it was free. That's how bad my situation was. I was like, oh, sweet God, free pizza. Well, good. So. <laughs> well, you did fairly well with them. <laughs> Not you bad. Went two, you went two and one. Yeah. And um, like I said, somebody dropped, so you went ahead and dropped. And you didn't want to play anyways. I kind of made you, so. Yeah. I mean, I made, I made up your roster and stuff, too, so. Oh, that was the tournament where we were, I was fighting with a stupid printer. I could never get it to work. Yeah, I hate that printer. It was a, it was a day for um. I think we had some mishaps and some typos or something in stats. I mean, it was, it was a Nuffleween type day. So. Yep. Uh, as for me, I was playing Snotlings. We did have a lot of new people though, so that was cool. We did. We had a lot of people come up from. There's a city in Oklahoma called Lawton, off to the southwest from Oklahoma City in the Moore area. And uh, they said, you know, like we heard about your podcast. We're going to start coming up to events and stuff. And they sure did. I think we got, I want to say four five, six of them from that direction. I don't know. You don't remember? No. I know we at least got three, if not. No, we got four. We got four for sure. Maybe more. Um, Round one, I played Brownstone. He had shambling undead. I took snotlings. I decided to take a roster, and I don't know why, with Wilhelm Cheney and Frankenstein. I thought I'd play with both of the Nuffleween star players that can play for anybody. And I hate, 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 fucking hate Wilhelm Cheney as a star <laughs> player. I know what his stats say. I'm not denying that like he looks good on paper. But there's something about me coaching him. He just shits the bed every time Mm -hmm. for me no i'm with you i'm with you on him he's never been good for me i've seen other people use him very well very effectively um we're just dumb i think it it could be that i mean maybe we're bad coaches who do things that he shouldn't do because i've seen him wreck teams but he does not wreck anything except my own team when i play with him yeah um he Injured himself blocking uh, against Michael and got hurt himself really early in the game. Really pissed me off. Um, this game was super tight despite Michael dominating on the field, injuring a bunch of my guys. I think I gave up nine casualties or something like that. Um, it was still zero to zero with like two plays left in the game. And finally, Michael was able to pick up the ball and scamper off. But like, I would do dumb things like three dice on Michael to try to block him down with a snotling and I would get it. Yeah. <laughs> I get the dumb rolls, but I couldn't get the other stuff and I lost one to nothing. And then I do know this. I played the CQ, uh, the, the second game. Nice guy. I think he's from Texas. Um, just, he, he has a lot of joy for blood bowl right now. You either he's <laughs> fairly new or he's like a Michael type person where they have this good attitude of like, they're just playing for fun. You know, they're like, I'm happy to be around others and enjoying the game. We love. 
And he pro I had him laughing, but probably not for like the good reason. He probably thought like this guy's going to murder me. And I'm nervously laughing because I don't know how to react to this old man who's complaining about <laughs> math or dice. <laughs> Stop yelling at clouds, old man. <laughs> so we, we played a game. It was uh, his, I want to say he had, <laughs> the stats are showing that he had Amazons and that is not true. <laughs> so um, the NAF <laughs> ranking stuff is completely wrong here. Hmm. He, um, anyways, he had, I'm pretty sure he had undead as well because he had some ghouls. No, 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 no. He had uh, necromantic whores because his werewolves did fairly well. Okay. Um, this was a game that we started. Gary was sitting next to me and another guy playing Gary, and me and CQ were there. And they laughed because I was rolling so many ones and stuff right off the bat. Like for the first four turns, it was nothing but like ones. And they started joking that they called me aces because everything <laughs> I roll is ace. And Gary was just chucking it up and laughing because they're like, this can't continue to happen. Well, yeah. it continued to happen. And then the first half, even despite everything, it was still zero, zero. We went to the second half. I know this. He had seven players left. I had my full team. And I was getting the ball. And I will tell you this. I don't care who you are. If I'm sitting down against you and it's seven players versus 11, then don't forget I can sneak guys on because I'm snotlings. Yeah. So I think I had a 13 at one point, 13 on seven. There's a really good chance if you're kicking the ball to me, I feel very confident in my skills of being able to cage up and slowly plot down the field and win one nothing. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't in the cards. Every dice I threw, <laughs> <laughs> was skulls or ones and every time i did it i would hurt myself so every time it was like my turn i would knock a guy my own player off the pitch and then when it was his turn he would knock at least one or two guys off the pitch and eventually i got beat one to nothing in one of the worst dice games i've ever seen in my <laughs> life and i know you probably heard that about 450 times on this podcast from me it See, was just insane. If you keep saying it, then Nuffle's going to be like, well, next time I'll have to make it worse. Well, it was really bad. Um, I just, I was, it was unreal. It was really unreal. Um, but it happened. Um, he won. <laughs> he, he kept a good attitude the whole time, even when he was down seven people to, you know, 11. Yeah. Um, so anyways, he, he won the game. I, I was 0-2 and I was really trying to get the stunty awards so i was like golly we went to lunch did you did we bring you food back is that what happened yeah i think you brought me back some velvet taco velvet taco we, we the, went to lunch the one I, with the waffle like it's supposed to be chicken and waffles uh -huh. that waffle taco was awful oh no it's not good no it should be like if the if it was like a waffle cone to where it was well done like crispy it'd be great but it was all gooey yeah, it's it's not good. So, not good. Uh, we went to lunch, and I told Gary when we were eating lunch with those guys, I said, I don't care what happens. I'm going to make sure I win my next two games because <laughs> I there's no way I can play worse. And I'm going to come back and win the Stunty Cup. And Nuffle <laughs> and, said. And Nuffle said in my next game, I played uh, Chris Mosier and his Ogre team, and I won three to nothing. Um, 
no real complaints except Wilhelm Cheney was the only player that once again played awful. Everybody else did fine, not Wilhelm Cheney. And then in my last game, I played uh, Bradley Baker, uh, one of the Lawton guys, and I was selling um, some fundraiser tickets, and I still had like 10 I think, left, and they were $10 each for my daughter's band. And he said, you want to put a little wager on this? If I beat you, I'll, you know, I I don't know what he said. I, I do X, I do something for him. And then if, uh, you know, if I can beat him, he'll buy the rest of my fundraising tickets. And I said, okay. And we played and he had corn and he played fairly well, but I mean, corn is one of those teams where eventually like to me, frenzy's going to get you at some point. It's too so, many dice yeah. rolls. Yeah. Right. It's a lot of dice rolls. And a lot I of dice and positioning, which if you can't control dice and if you're not good at positioning, you're going to get screwed somewhere. Yeah, I don't remember him playing like bad to make any bad moves. It just happened to be that like I scored the first half and I want to say like I got an open shot on his ball carrier. I I took the chance and got it and anyways, I won 2 to nothing. Yeah. And I thought this would be not to get the stunty cup, but uh Joe Smith um I needed Drew to beat Joe Smith in that last round and Drew Smith's goblins I'm Drew Smith. I just combined <laughs> those two. Joe Smith's goblins, uh, I, from what I understand, dominated uh, Drew's um, cast pack team. So, uh, congrats. So, let's talk about awards, Steve. Okay. Uh, do you want to go from back from forwards or forwards back? It don't matter. You got the list. You you give it to me. Back of the pack, Eugene Huggle, Stunty Yay. Cup, Joe Smith. Yay. Best sport, CQ. Then. Fan, deservingly so fan favorite mark berg most yep. brutal michael brownstone lewis i contributed usually the most casualty award travels through playing scott of course and it, it happened once again uh best defense and adam brennan and then mm-hmm. best offense was chris leonard special Both shout out to guys to the came down for the first time in a long time yeah i was just gonna say best special shout out to those two because they were part of the tulsa crew that if you remember from the very beginning when we first did oklahoma bowl we yeah had they like had like 20 guys that came down 20 freaking people that came down including michael lewis at the time and paul and all the rest and then the whole place up there just kind of poof vanished yeah. so this is the first time those guys have gotten back into playing a tournament in ages it was great seeing them uh, Delzine, yeah, I want to say four or five years. <clears throat> at least, yeah, for sure. Sure. Um, then the Delzine Cup, third place, was Mike Patterson. Second mm-hmm. place, Thomason Bush. And the champion, um, since he did win the Battle of the Campbells, Jason Campbell was able to take first. Yeah, we we gave it him the award after he beat you, but because I mean, that's all know, really matters. Nuffleween is all about two Campbells playing together randomly. Yeah, whoever wins is the winnament tournament winner. It's the winnament. The winnament. I mean, it's it's fair. I mean, he did. He was the only person to beat me. So, I mean, I tried to argue with you that you deserve second because you lost to the other Campbell. Mm-hmm. That you told me we couldn't do that. So. No, no, I didn't finish all my games. I mean, he also, I think, went like three and one, three and one tie, th- three wins, one tie, or four and zero. Oh, so, like, I guess he deserved it. So, yeah, so. I mean, that's fine. We'll let we'll let it be, whatever. But no, congratulations, to everybody. We appreciate you coming out to Nuffleween. Yep, might be um, the last Nuffleween. We haven't decided 
all that. But. Yeah, a lot of so that's another thing too is this was billed as possibly the final one. Part of that is because I have moved away, but more so because it's in November and next year, first week of November is going to be Chaos Cup. Yeah, I want to go to Chaos true. Cup, so I don't know. But, yeah, I forgot that was like the main reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's because yeah. the Chaos Cup is now stole our date from us, but that's okay. And I don't blame them. It's a good date. I mean, we could do Nuffleween in December, but it kind of defeats the... Maybe we'll do Nufflemas. Mm, I don't know about that. Oklahoma, well, Oklahoma doesn't get cold enough to where we have to worry about ice in December, typically. No, that's more of a January-February thing. <clears throat> so, we realistically, we could do it in December. It's just a matter of it's going to be a lot harder to schedule with the holidays and everyone doing family stuff. For sure. But we turn it into charity. People bring toys, blah, blah, blah. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. Um, so, that that wraps up uh, Nuffleween. Yep. And again, apologies for not getting it to you sooner. Obviously, life gets in the way of a lot of things. Hopefully now that crap is resolved at least on my side and i think your side is uh, clearing up some as well and uh well but <laughs> life is all about like um ups ebbs and flows. And lots of ups and downs yeah, I know. right and it's really i try to tell my kids this more often more and more often is like life's really not about the the battles you win it's the battles you survive and how you do through and after those <laughs> You know, so no one's getting out alive. Just enjoy the ride. <laughs> exactly. Uh, next up on our tournament talk, we're going to change pace and go to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre that's occurring in at a, Evolution Games in Fort Worth, Texas on January 14th, which if you're listening to this on Saturday, that's I'm playing right now and already getting angry. Um, yes. Originally, me, Drew and Steve were scheduled to go to this. It's, uh, Drew bought us some tickets ahead of time. Obviously, with Steve away, Gary is subbing in. He's going to be um, Mr. Steve, too. Steve is not happy about the fact that I'm missing it, but obviously um, not exactly the easiest thing to do when uh, I'm trying to conserve money because I don't have a job yet. I was hoping to get a no. job straight after my last one ended because it was kind of a contract thing. But then the holidays happened, and me moving to Ohio kind of convoluted a couple of things with my last company. Um, sure. So, yeah. me fly And I looked into flights, but even from, like, Cleveland, which is like an hour away, to DFW, which you think, big cities, there should be a lot of nonstop flights with the uh, cheap airfare. No. No, there's not. Like, it was $300. <laughs> and it was not good timings, either. It was like a 10-hour flight or whatever. Oh, wow. With one um, stop, like in you know Florida for six hours, like I'm not doing that. No, I got you. Uh, so the Tex Texas Chainsaw Massacre is uh, is out to massacre cancer. It's a charity blood bowl tournament. Um, it's only ten bucks if you go and sign up. It it is already full, even if you're listening to this early. Uh, that's actually when Drew signed us up. I told him at the time, I don't know if I can wing this tournament, my friend because it's also a kid's weekend and I usually try not to do that anymore. And it's gotten even worse because my job is now forcing overtime on us and making us work, work doubles, which is, my job is working like 7 a.m. till midnight. Um, 
and I got to work Friday night. So like Friday night, I got to work till midnight. <laughs> then I got to get about six hours of sleep. Hopefully if I fall asleep <laughs> and then me and Gary get in the car that next morning to meet up with true. <laughs> so uh, it's going to be quite hectic, but this is, like I said, it's a charity event for cancer. Uh, there's also lots of other raffles at this event. So if maybe you're out there and you're listening and you're like, Hey man, I'm in Wyoming. That sounds amazing. Uh, can I donate? You could probably reach out and talk to uh, Jason Campbell um, and go from there. Um, same tournament build as last year. It's a 1.12 build, and then you get like X amount of skills, like 120 or 160, depending on what team you take for this tournament, and you get one free chainsaw to put on one of your players that doesn't have skills, and then you can buy additional chainsaws. And I know for a fact... I probably don't know if I should say this, but oh well. Drew's always mad anyways, and he loves me. He loves to be mad at me. No. <laughs> I think he was looking at a roster for Undead, I believe, or maybe it was Necro. I cannot remember, but he was looking at a roster where he could manipulate and take five chainsaws. Jeez. And I do not want to play him if that's what he decides to finally play. But that's crazy. I'm not really sure what you expected to happen. It's not like anyone's going to hear this before the event and then change their roster. So, uh, Well, I hope not. But, I mean, they shouldn't because their roster should be turned in by the time you hear this anyways. But how do you combat chainsaw stuff? I mean, like... Knock him the fuck down. Well, yeah, but if... Bombs. He's not going to play him unless he... <laughs> unless he, like, gets the kickoff and then he'll... He's going to hit you like three or four times. Yeah. No, I mean, that basically then you have a dedicated <clears throat> Fowler. Well, yeah. He said either this is going to work amazing in some games or this is not going to work at all in some games. And he's like, but I want to try it. And I'm like, okay. Well. If he were Tim Har, like this is the one tournament Tim Har needs to come back to. Of course. Tim Har would like, he would have zero problems. And he would argue the call with every chainsaw and roll sixes on all of them. Mm -hmm. No <laughs> bribes. Like, just yeah. plays five every single drive and does perfect <laughs> with them. Right. No bribes and um, no re-rolls. Well, it's turn four and my team is all casualtyed. So I guess there's that. Right. Anyways, I'm looking forward to getting out and playing some Blood Bowl again. Um, I would like to. So if anybody in Cleveland is listening to this, Cleveland, Ohio, please put on a tournament or contact me and say, hey, we've got a league up here. I'm not driving an hour to play a league every time. I'm not Drew. But you no. never know. Um, plethora of awards. It's only three rounds, uh, which is a good thing, really, because this allows me to get up in the morning and drive down there before round one. So. You guys coming back the same night? No, we're going to sleep, but I got like four birthdays we're celebrating for the month of January Jeez. at my dad's house at one o'clock Sunday. <laughs> so I'm, I got to get up early that next day and travel <clears throat> back. That sucks. And then I have forced overtime at my job the next week as well. So it is just. I'm Scott. I have people who love me and that I love and I have a job. Why, why, why? And I get to go play Blood Bowl. Wah, wah, wah. Let me tell you something. People might go, oh, you're getting overtime. And it's like, there's no better. <laughs> nothing's more precious than time with people. That It's way better than overtime. I don't care what you say. 
I don't disagree with that completely, but the paychecks would be nice. Oh, future Scott's going to like his paycheck. Present day Scott doesn't like working for him. Mm-hmm. And But um, God, if we can get to looking back at past Scott, we'll go, see, it's not so bad, but eh, it is what it is. See, I just want I just want that remote job to where I can just sit there and not have to do much, watch a movie, listen to music, do my <laughs> job, do about 14 hours a day, 16 hours a day, you know, something like you that. You want them to pay you to watch TV is what you're saying. Yeah, I've had it before. <laughs> I know you have. It's been nice. But not every I can like still that. do stuff while I'm watching TV. That's why you have multiple monitors. Oh. Really? Yeah. No, back um, when I worked at CNI a long time ago, I was able to do everything on one monitor, watch cartoons on the other. It oh. still got old, trust me, because just sitting in front of a t- you know screen all day watching something, you're still sitting there doing something, and it sucks. Oh, I got you. All right, the last bit of tournament talk here. It's Critter Bowl 8. Critter Bowl 8. It is on March 4th. I moved it back. Originally, we were talking about doing it on February 4th, and then I just thought that's not enough time with me and Steve's delays in life and everything else, and we were trying to get some dice made. So um, we're moving it back to March 4th. Just to sum this up, a, a guy I work with named Shane Maldonado, him and he has a, a child from a previous marriage. Him and his current wife were trying to have kids for years. Um, nothing was coming about. They finally decided to look elsewhere. Uh, they had an opportunity to adopt a kid. And I mean, it was like out of nowhere type deal. They were like, okay, we'll gonna adopt this kid then all of a sudden. And they bring the kid home. And officially, I guess, like they didn't pay all the legal fees yet because it's only just been a few weeks. They found out they were pregnant with their own child. (laughs) So they went from one that he shares custody with, with his ex-wife, to now he has a family of, he's going to have a family of three. Just so everybody's clear, (laughs) the adopted baby is doing wonderful. She's, I've babysat her before. She's uh, a joy. Her name is Colby. And Corbin, his other daughter, uh, born, everything's going great. Uh, But the thing is, is, not too long after they had Colby and they found out they were having another baby, they were already adapting to life with like, God, daycare is really expensive. And as soon as he pretty much found out about that, he started looking for another job. And so not only is he, he works with me. Sometimes we get stuck on doubles. Sometimes we get stuck on working nights. He's working full shifts there. And every night that he doesn't have to do a double or work nights, he goes in and, you know, there's a pizza place right next to his house that allows him to, he delivers pizzas for four, four to six hours every night, depending on how busy they are. And, you know, he said like, you know, the pizza business is, you know, it sounds terrible, but at the same time, tips are pretty good. And it allows them to still kind of have the life they wouldn't have if he didn't do this. And I thought at first he was doing this like twice a week. Yeah. And then it wasn't, I think I started talking to you this about maybe last October, November. Yeah. And I said, we might do this. Uh, that was about the time where I found out that the only time he takes off is on weekends. He doesn't do Saturdays or Sundays so he can see his family. 
but he is working pretty much nonstop from 7 a.m. in the morning till at least 10 o'clock at night. And um, he's a nice guy. And I thought, you know, he doesn't play Blood Bowl. He's not a gamer in any way. But isn't this what we're, isn't this what we do? You know, Absolutely. Like, Why not? So, you know, I don't care if we raise $200 for him or $2,000 for him. My main goal would be to maybe like, hand this money over to him and go, let us pay for daycare for just one week for your children. So you could maybe take a day off and, you know, watch the college championship game or, you know, just whatever it is, give them just a little way to relax. Um, I didn't realize there's still shortages on formula. So constantly he'll, he'll text me and a few other coworkers that are close and say, Hey guys, you know, if there's formula out there, this is the kind Corbin can have buy up as much as you can. I'll pay you back type deal. So He's going through the struggles like a lot of us have who have children and already been through it and don't ever want to go through it again. Daycare is expensive. Life is expensive. As we know, everywhere you go to eat is expensive. If you eat out or even if you go to the grocery store, it's yeah, as extremely I say, just freaking expensive. go to the grocery store, bankruptcy. Yeah, for real. Um, so we're helping out and we're going to have some fun. Uh, I have some games that were donated by your brother, mm-hmm. surprisingly, uh, that we're going to have uh, it's a lot of board games. We're going to have a lot of little raffles out there, too, for fun. You know, if they make money, great. If not, no big deal. We'll still have fun. It's a great excuse to play Blood Bowl. It's happening again on March um, 4th at Wizards Asylum. If we get more than 16 people or at least 16 people, it's going to be four rounds. If we have less... We're going to just do three rounds and we'll be done by five o'clock. Most of our tournaments, we get more than 16. So, And you did mention, like, typically at these tournaments, we will generally just cover the cost of pizza and do paper rewards. So there's no trophies or anything. Well, and But I think this not... time you've decided to go ahead and just do uh, dice. So we're going to do some perpetual dice. Right. Yeah, we're going to try to get some, some Critter Bowl dice that we have just for now and for the future. Um, I'm assuming since you've been talking to the people that that's still a go. Um, uh, yeah, he's supposed to be contacting you about colors. So, okay, like, well, he better contact me because he I hasn't told you yet. To contact so, him. <laughs> I, I've asked him to be my friend on Facebook, and he won't accept. Well, just send him a message. You don't have to be friends with people to send a message. On Facebook, you don't. Okay, God. I'll try that. It's like talking okay. to five year olds. Well, we're old people. But I don't want to talk to him. I don't. Want... No, we're old people. Why don't you start a conversation with both of us on there? That's what I typically do. I believe I have done that before. So just go back and find it. Oh, I don't know. Get out of here. You you liar. Dude. I have um, no idea. Cr- you ever go so back critical. and look at your messages? Like you I'll ever tried to get look. back to the very first message you ever sent? It's insane. Oh, really? You can go back far back? I don't know if you can. I can go back a long ways. I do try to keep them clean to some extent so I can go back and look at stuff if need be. So I probably have deleted a ton. I got you. I do not have any messages or groups started with that person. So Wow. So just go ahead and click the button and start one. There you go. Done. All right. Hey, I'm doing it right now live. I'm saying, hey. This would be Jack from Maelstrom Designs, who does amazing work. Not only does he do 
mats, which we love, and we should be getting some for Oklahoma Bowl. Obviously not in March, so we'll <sighs> be talking about that in the future. But he does do dice, does a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so Critter Bowl, if you're thinking like, okay, so this is a charity tournament for a Critter Bowl. Uh, we haven't ran one in a while, but what also we do is when we did the very first one, and the name came from this one of our friends calling his unborn child because they didn't know what sex it was, a critter. And that's where we got the name from. It's basically a baby shower excuse to run a Blood Bowl tournament for, <laughs> for people, yeah, for people sure. like us who'd rather play board games or Blood Bowl or something like that. Uh, we adapted special balls. So, you know, GW took our idea of special balls away from us first, way long ago. <laughs> Pretty sure there were special balls in the game before us, too. but you know. Maybe, but let's act like we came up with the idea. Oh, for sure, really yeah. Cool. Um, I am not taking special balls that GW has made rules for. I'm sticking to the ones that we've had before. Uh, so what's going to happen is every kickoff you're going to roll a D10 and you're going to get one of these little balls to play with for that court, that, that drive. And then usually at the last round is like our bowl round. So you might play it. like number eight is the Morgan Thorg plush doll ball. It's a stuffed doll of the greatest block or ogre blocker ever. Morgan Thorg. There's really nothing special. You're playing with a stuffed animal. So there's a few of them that are just regular balls. Uh, there's a baby griffin ball. It can soar through the air with ease, plus one to all pass attempts. So that's what you're looking at here. And at the final round will be like kind of like a bowl game is my idea. So you might be playing in the Morgenthorg Bowl. And you can go home to your wife who goes like, well, I hope you had fun at your tournament. You spent $300 leaving us all behind for the weekend while I had to watch these kids. And you go, and you know, she goes, did you win? And you can go, yeah, I actually did. I won the Ginger Badger Bowl, and I beat my opponent one to nothing. So deal with that. And she goes, oh, well, okay. And you don't tell her that you went one and three for the day. You just tell her that you won the Ginger Badger Bowl, <coughs> and uh, you be happy about that. So, you know, it's like college football. We won the Liberty Bowl. We didn't do anything else. We went six <laughs> and six this year. <laughs> Couldn't even Anyways, do that, that, th that's the idea behind it. Um I am, even though maybe I'm not fan of the rule set for you people out there that's going to World Cup and want to practice, I am using the the team creation, the same rules. I mean, there's no team event, obviously, but you can make the same rosters up as you would for World Cup practice. So um, it's just in there straight up. It even takes you, the link takes you straight up to the World Cup page. So you can see how to build your team if you want to like, hey, I want to play Norse. I want to try them out. I'm, you know, I don't know if I want to play Norse or I want to play Orcs. Well, you can go to, you know, maybe some other event that's running World Cup Awards and try one. And you can come to Critter Bowl and try the other. So. Okay. That's what I got. That so was plenty. I've tried to, <laughs> I've tried to listen to people about the World Cup rules and practicing. So here you go. I don't. I don't necessarily like doing that, but I am doing it because you guys have asked about it. So, yeah, that, that, that's a whole different. It's a whole different podcast. Honestly, that needs to be existing. It's a whole <laughs> right. different issue. That World Cup. Um, right now, in this moment, 
I only have a few people signed up. So please, if you could sign up ahead of time, that'd be great. Just so I can you know to tell the store, like, hey, I'm anticipating, you know, I got 18 people signed up. I have five more people saying they're gonna pay me, you know, once they get their paycheck or something like that. Cause the store always asks me, like, what can I anticipate here? So that that would be good. There somebody has reached out to me about making some donating some awards. So we might not, we might not just have certificates, we might have real physical awards that are not pieces of paper as well. So fancy. yeah, we're, we're really fancy. I bet that's for one of the Smith boys. I'm not telling you anything. So many, Smiths. they're like the Duke boys. They're, they're renegades. Long about this time, the, the Smith boys decided they were not related, but they're just going to confuse all their friends. <laughs> I mean, yeah, why not? <laughs> Anyways, that's all I got. Do you have any tournament talk? Nope. Nothing up here going on. Please change that. I am signed up to go to Ogre Ogre Hyro though. You are? Yeah. When is that? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, I mean the Ogre Hyo tournament is officially sold out so i got that going for me Um, it is on uh april 1st april 1st huzzah well i can't even come now if i made a surprise appearance and show up at orgo orgo ohio ogre ohio ogre ohio Ohio, i can't even make it it's sold out i'm sure we could squeeze you in uh i don't know if i'm gonna be traveling a ton this year i kind of felt like i blew my wad last year yeah you know you kind of say that every year i know that and that's because i look at my finances ahead of time and go i shouldn't be able to do this and yeah yeah ogre hire is like three hours away from me so and then like dinosaur dna from you know jurassic park life kind of finds a way i was thinking pig and elephant dna just don't splice oh that's true too you know the song by primus is it Primus from South Park? Wasn't it? It was in South Park, right? Yeah. Wasn't that the joke that it was a Primus song? Oh, maybe. I don't know. It's been so long. That I know. stupid show's been on over 20 years. I know. We're old then. Okay. So aside from us being old <laughs> and not having any of the tournaments, you want to just end this and come back with the Downies? I do. I just want to make sure that you had nothing else to say. I got so. nothing else to say. All right. We are going to come back with the Downey Awards. It's now time for the beginning of the year's most exciting content, the Downey Awards. Yeah! These are the awards, in our opinions, (laughs) for just Blood Bowl things that we made up our top two, because there's two of us. Yep. And we're both down. You know Um, what's funny is I have both down on my um, license tag. Yeah. And I have people all throughout my building, when they see me, sometimes they'll go, hey, Scott, we both down? And I'll be like, <laughs> we're both down. And he's like, all right, all right. Or they'll come by and they'll give me a little fist bump and go, still both down? And I'm like, we're both down. And they don't even know what the hell that really means. So it's just hilarious. So I think we need to start a church now. 
Yeah. Both down for Jesus? Maybe. Maybe I mean, it's incorporating Jesus and Allah? No. There's one guy like once a month that like we have a conversation with and I have to remind him that it's a podcast. I do and <laughs> all that. So it's fine. It's yeah. really fine. But these are like like our awards and the kind of our actually it's kind of like reflecting on the year that really we had. it is, yeah. Um so because the new year kind of, thankful for the previous year, obviously. Right. We didn't even discuss so, that. Like there's no there's no uh New Year's resolutions you're doing or anything. Like in real life, yeah, no. I don't, I don't, I don't believe in setting my setup self for Failure. more disappointment. So, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I really, <laughs> we say this, and now you know we're recording this. We're a week plus into the new year, and this hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. But I really would, it, I need to, for my own health, lose about twenty pounds just to be healthier in all ways. So. Yeah, I need to do a lot of things. I mean, I think most of us, if we're honest, could say, yeah, if I could lose 20 pounds and keep it off, I'd have a better quality of life. And yes, me and Jennifer has been talking about that. We uh, noticed some comparisons to like Christmas pictures (laughs) the last like three years because you you get Facebook memories and I'm going like, oh, I didn't have as big of a belly a year ago or two years ago or three years ago. So... Yeah. yeah, hopefully that changes, but we'll see. I'm I'm sure this year goes better than my last year. If it doesn't, I will just not have another year after this. That's fine. I mean, to be fair, yeah. <laughs> so if that, that happens, so so I'm looking forward I, I to that. Just, I try not to do New Year's resolutions because <clears> I just think it's kind of just false hope. Sure, just because just because the calendar moved, you know, I know gives us a false hope, but you could say that. You know, like starting Monday, I'm gonna do this because it's the reset of the week or something like that. But healthiest I anyways. ever healthiest I ever was was just me going one day, meh, okay, let's go ahead and do this. Exactly. Um so here we go. We're gonna go with some downy awards. I'm gonna read these off the top of our list. And um I know some people actually like really like this because they might hear like a tournament they've ran. Yeah. Or an event they did that we missed, and we were like sad we missed, and they get all excited and stuff. And we probably don't need to be so, justifying it. We could just go into it. No, I think what I find funny is is like I like doing these actually from a personal perspective, like looking back at things, and surprisingly, people kind of like them. <laughs> I think it's it'll be interesting fifty years from now when your grandchildren. We'll be listening to this and be oh, like, God. that's grandpa? Nah, cursed? they won't care. I know, but it, if my grandfather, that's so weird to think about. It's like if your grandfather had a podcast from 1920, would you go back and listen? I feel like I would. Right. At, at 48, but maybe if I was 23, I wouldn't care. Right. Most likely not. But I'm just saying like in general, it'd be interesting. Yeah. Anyways. You ready? I am indeed. All right. Top two tournament trips you went on. I mean, for me, it's pretty easy. Uh, Chaos Cup and Lubbock. Lubbock for um, Matador Melee? Yeah. It's always fun going down there. And I went with, you know, didn't get to go with you and Jen, but I went with a couple of new guys. And it was a nice, fun time. 
I guess we should set up all these little questions with uh, how many tournaments did you end up getting to play last year? Um, I guess technically I played four and went to five because I forgot okay. about Nuffleween. Okay. I did Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Cripple Peak, and then Matador Melee, and then okay, did, Nuffleween, and then Chaos Cup. Did you win any awards at any of those tournaments? I got most touchdowns at Matador Melee. And I came nice. in fifth overall at Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which got me nada. Okay. Do you do you keep track of your wins or ties yeah. or anything like that? Yeah, of course. How'd you do? Uh, two wins, one loss at Texas Massacre. Two wins, one loss at Cripple Peak. One win, one tie, and two losses at Matador Melee. And then uh, Nuffle Win was, what, two wins, no loss? Yeah. So not bad for the year. No, no, not at all. So, what, six, seven wins, one tie, and five losses? 600%? Probably. That sounds probably about right. I I went to nine tournaments last year, which is pretty good. Show off. Uh, Way more than the... I mean, really, let's see if I'm looking at my stat sheet right now. That is equivalent to the years of 2019, 2020, and 2021. So... Quite a bit for me. Uh, nine tournaments. Uh, I won seven awards <clears throat> at those nine tournaments, which was pretty impressive. And I didn't realize that until, you know, looking at the stats for this last year. Um, I had a first place um, at Matador Melee. I had a second place in Kansas City. I won a Stunty Cup at <laughs> uh, Chaos Cup. And then I got a uh, Most Defense Award. Um, way back at um, Spiky Cup, which is a big field of people, so I'm really proud about that one. Uh, most casualties up at Chimera Cup, and also got the team award of third place up there, and then I got most casualties at the uh, Cripple Peak Tournament with my halflings. So looking back, I was like really surprised. I had a really, for me, a really good year. You know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, 22 wins, five ties, and only eight losses. So that's uh, pretty good for me. I mean, like, I know some people have way better numbers, but uh, we're pretty mediocre coaches is how I, I kind of label both of us. We're bottom top tier, I would say. <clears throat> okay. We're not maybe top, so. top tier, but we're better than decent, I would say. It's yeah, yeah. We don't, I mean, I... we don't focus on just one team and we don't really get into minutia of min maxing we like to play for fun a lot so uh back to the downing so our top two tournaments you said was chaos cup and matador melee mine was chaos cup because uh, we had everybody that went with us it was weird having four blood bowlers in the car and there was so uh, many people and then there's so many people and didn't think i was going to get to go and then the other one with Matador and Melee is a, what do you call that when they're not in the top two, but they're um, honorary mention. Honorary is Matador Melee because that was a really fun trip. Uh, Kansas City trip was actually turned out to be really fun because with Matador Melee and with KC, me and Jen traveled separately and kind of went like for KC, we went an extra, extra day just to kind of have some time to ourselves. So it kind of became a vacation blood bowl trip. Yeah. And um, that was really <laughs> probably healthy for our mental health. 
And so that's why Kansas City, um, you know, gets the nod there. Yeah, it makes sense. Still, what still wasn't fan of like the rule set of Kansas City, but it ended up being like a fun overall and, trip and memorable. So, and you hate Jim Left, we know. No, I don't hate Jim Left. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the things GW does, I don't know if they pay attention to the actual community uh, that we built. It's but almost like we had a whole a, segment talking about that. Almost. Uh, <laughs> top two tournament themes. At tournaments we went to. I mean, I got Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Matador Melee. I mean, that's exactly what I have. I don't have um, much else. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, why it's just adding chainsaws. It allowed me, because I'm the guy who has multiple hack and slash models from way back in, you know, living rule book five days. Of, I have a Ghost Rider looking hack and slash model, and mm-hmm. then I have a, which that could be sliced. Bruce Bryce or whatever his name is, Bryce. Bryce the Slice Campbell. Yeah, it could be him. Um, Did you see and then I have that they put out. Yes. Thoughts. I have to. And yeah, okay. I haven't paid a whole lot of attention to it, but it's very meh. I get what they're trying to do, but meh. Okay, that's that was my um, basic thought. We didn't get it. We didn't get one to look at in person, so we just kind of nah. going off photos, and it's just like, yeah, I guess. But Texas Chainsaw Massacre allowed me to play two chainsaw-wielding skeletons because I had two models, and I was very happy to do that. So that was ended up being fun for me because I made it fun for, for yeah, me. Of course. And Matador Melee, I just liked the little theme with the crowd and all that stuff. And um, so, and their awards, I just love all that with the Matador stuff. So it's close to my heart. So those are my two favorite themes. Um, next up is the top two tournaments. Not attended last year. So one of mine's very easy to figure out. It's the Open in Kansas City. I would love to have gone to that because GW, Jim was running it. You went to it. It just seemed like a lot of fun. Um, just wasn't in the cards, unfortunately. The other one, probably a surprise, Warlords Con. Okay. Because the Twisted Lords Con? Yeah, Twisted Lords. Um it's right in our backyard. It's right in our backyard. Uh, didn't know Michael Lewis was coming and felt kind of bad that he missed out or we missed out on seeing him or what, you know. I like he had a whole surprise. Like, well, he had a whole surprise I, set up to surprise us and then we surprise on him. Go. We didn't go. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that's the closest tournament being legit like less than 10 miles away that we don't run. So yeah, we've and just bad timing. Yeah, this is what it is. So, uh, for me, it was a three die brawl. Um, yeah, I, you know, Drew moved away, <laughs> and uh, you know, we just don't we didn't go to Iowa the last couple of years, and yeah, I found myself going like, I know this sounds weird, at least the way we traveled. Kind of miss some of that scenery of Iowa. Now, I know it's cornfields <laughs> and country roads, but I kind well, of miss that. Just a matter of getting away, going to see him, getting to stay in Drew's basement. I mean, it was awesome. <clears throat> and uh, so, so I'm, I miss that the whole field. You know, going to restaurants, seeing friends from around there. Yeah. And then the other tournament I really, really, really wanted to go to, but it just couldn't happen. And I can't remember the name of it, so. I should have looked this up. Uh, Johnny P also in Iowa ran a, a tournament this year. Oh yeah. And I felt like it had to do something with corn or something like that. Yeah. That would have been cool. 
Um, anyways, I really wanted to go to that just theme wise and everything and see Johnny P. It was nice to see him like kind of get back into Blood Bowl, even if it's for just a little bit mm-hmm. enough to want to run hit tournaments and stuff like that. So that was one I really, really looked at very hard into going and it just there was so as I mentioned the, before, you know, like flights down to DFW seem like insane from Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Flights to Chicago, like pretty much 120 bucks round trip. So I'm going to be trying to hit some Chicago tournaments while I'm up here. Oh, interesting. going to try anyways. We'll see. So hopefully next year I'll have more than just, you know, three tournaments I went to. Um, top two Blood Bowl things we acquired last year. Um, my one is the, the Norse pitch from the Kansas City Open because it is such a unique piece. Uh, thank you for that. And then the other, honestly, the new Dungeon Bowl stuff. I thought it was really cool that it came out. Well, actually, if it's Blood Bowl related stuff, it's my bag. I okay. found a bag at the thrift store. And it fits perfectly holding uh, a pitch and all my Blood Bowl stuff. So I have like a really cool, nice padded travel bag now. Wasn't meant for Blood Bowl, but it fits everything perfectly and I freaking love it. So, Well, that's good. That counts. Yeah. Um, like I got that and I freaked out. And I'm like, I think this might work. It was like two bucks or something because it's half off. And I got it home and I was putting stuff in it. I took photos and showed everybody. I'm like, look at this bag. I know this is stupid, but I love this. There's so many little things that people have given us at tournaments. And sometimes those have become like the cool blood bowl things we've acquired. That's true. Yeah. Um, one, I mean, like I, I'm going to go with some weird things here. (laughs) Um, the, the second place trophy I got up in Kansas city, they were a very unique trophy because it came from GW and, um, yeah, that's amazing. it has the little spikes on it. And at the time I, you know, I was turning in my, <laughs> my last game stats thinking like, okay, you did pretty good, but you didn't win nothing. And the fact that I just got something there and it's just a really cool looking trophy and it <laughs> brings a lot of joy to my heart that I got that. And that sounds kind of conceited since it's a second place thing, but, um, and we're going back to Matador melee here, Dustin and them create some wonderful little trophies with the little mass Matador guy that they create. And they even made, you know, I got a first place <laughs> little trophy from them of the little Matador guys as an addition to the other trophy that they handmade. And it's just, it's the silliest thing. Like when I look at all these goofy trophies that mean, they mean stuff, but really in life you look back and like when I die, my kids are going to throw them away. They're a bunch of plastic trophies. Yeah, for sure. But I hope at least they stop with like the Matador Melee trophies because they can see that these are hand painted and really crafted and they're just fun. They're fun. Like that's super awesome that I have one of those and when I look at my little trophy case occasionally, I'm like, I love this little trophy. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I got it's, mine finally. You know, I didn't get much this year, but I got one of those. But they're just so cool. I mean, yeah. I think they're just really neat and stuff. Some other things that I acquired, um, John Crowley gave us, um, he gave me this little kit for Dungeon Bowl that just had 
uh, little teleporters on it, like by color yes. and a dice that had That's colors. Awesome. And we used it right when we were doing the Dungeon Bowl League before you destroyed it by leaving us behind. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> but it it worked well, and it was fun, and it's probably super cheap to make, and we love it. So yeah, honestly, that be, like that playing, would be the honorable mention of Blood Bowl things I acquired this year. Playing Dungeon Bowl with anything but. Uh, colored teleporters and a die that's color coordinated. I don't know that I want to do that because that made it so much more easy. Yeah, everybody kind of wanted to use that stuff over. Oh, for sure we did the yeah. real stuff. So let's see. Uh, boy, this one's gonna be hard. Two yep. top two favorite podcast moments. Yeah, I got nothing. I mean, I always <laughs> enjoy doing the the. Uh, chaos cup episode because it's long and we get to talk about everything under the sun um again with life being the way life was wasn't always enthusiastic about doing stuff so um outside of that i don't know anything really to tell you um i'm gonna Wait, agree with I, you on the hold on hold on i found what? i found a perfect ending to an episode one time I can't remember what it was now. Oh, was so like, that's one of yours. It was like two or three months ago. I found the perfect end song to an episode. So it's the little things like that. Yeah, I can't remember what it was, though. But at the time, I was super proud. I was like, this is amazing. Um, because you've mentioned this several times, and it's true, you, you've been really occupied the last two years of your life. Mm-hmm. For various reasons or sidetracked or whatever. Yeah. And you weren't allowed maybe as many freedoms or whatever. So the boat, uh, you know, the, the cast cup trip where, while I was sad that Jennifer didn't get to go because I really enjoy having my partner in crime going around my female partner in crime. Right. Um, it was in some ways a blessing too, because I got to have a boy's trip and, recanting that with you on a long trip because we haven't got to do that in a while yeah uh, so awesome. that was a, a good uh podcast moment um as to something else that just sticks out of my head i know this sounds really stupid but the only thing that stands out to me is maybe the christmas episode and that's always it's really not a christmas episode it's a december episode but because we caught up in the holiday stuff it, we get a chance to like reflect a little bit and just tell people we love them and yeah. love one another and stuff like that. So while that's really stupid, that's kind of how I'm feeling. Wasn't that also the episode we had to cut short because of personal stuff? <laughs> For sure. <laughs> um, and so, at the same time, yeah, okay, we get to kind of be like, we get to curl up with the listener and they, you know, they're sleeping and we get to be creepily go in and like spoon with them and like just pat them on the head and go, we love you. Yeah. But I don't I, miss that. I just turned like, that into creepy. Okay. Like, like actually getting away from you and you not having a house key. I don't, I don't miss waking up like that. Well, it just happens sometimes. I know. Don't I, mean, a pre- I knew where it was coming from. It came from a good place, but still creepy. I got on Craigslist. I'm going to hook you up with somebody that does the same thing. They're going to even dress like me. They're going to come over there and sneak in the basement. That's disturbing. Uh, it really would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, we're getting on check. tangents. Okay. Uh, top two personal achievements 
in Blood Bowl, if you had any? Um, refereeing at Chaos Cup was awesome. Uh, just being able to help out there and help Jeffro and see everybody and still be able to do that. Um, I think that's it. Okay. I mean, fine. we did really well with Oklahoma <laughs> Bowl without even, you know, advertising it much. So that was awesome. Okay. Meeting uh, new I'm people? A... Sure. We'll go with that. Meeting new people. Okay. Um, I was very, 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 very happy to shockingly and surprisingly go to Chaos Cup with not the intent to really do well, but just to do my best. And to improve my rating, and yet I got four wins at Chaos Cup with Ogres of all the teams I've played in the past. But that was a big, giant personal achievement that came out of nowhere for me. So I was really happy for that. Um, And shockingly, at Matador Melee last year, winning the tournament, I've said this before, I said in the past, I've said it privately to Jennifer, I, I just didn't think in the new era of Blood Bowl that I would ever win a tournament, whether it be you know, eight people or 28 people. I just didn't think that I was going to have enough for the right things to go my way and win a tournament. And I, I was actually fine with that. I, you know, I, I know my level of playability and stuff like that. So that was really happy just to, ah, I actually won a tournament in this era of blood bowl. So there you go. A little bit easier for you. Why is that? No, I'm saying like for you to pick two achievements. Personal achievements, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I won some... a tournament and I got Stunty Cup at Chaos Cup. You know, no big deal. Well, you you see, I didn't. <laughs> I was happy about Stunty Cup, but really, the four wins meant a lot to me. Yeah, I know. So, um, top two Blood Bowl games of the year, if you can remember them specifically, which I figure you no. don't. No, it's just not happening. Um, um, I got I, two. I do remember. Hold on, I do remember playing Dustin at Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and okay. I only remember this. And I think I played someone similar at uh, Cripple Peak. Um, my two times going up against Snotlings, and each time I go into that match going, "Man, I don't like this matchup." And then I get to the end of the first half, and I've not hurt them. And I start looking at the second half going, I can't hurt these things, and they're now going to hurt me bad when they receive the (laughs) ball or whatever. And then I come out destroying them the second half and win handily to where both of my opponents are basically like, dude, you always are going to win. I'm like, I I did not think so at halftime. (laughs) <laughs> right, and I guess that's just the way that snotlings are. Is I mean, playing snotlings back in the old days with ogres, you knew how it was. No matter how good you start out, eventually they're going to die. And I guess this time it just took a while for it to actually happen. So I ended up won- winning both games, but I really didn't think I was going to. So I'm glad I did. Uh, my top two games. Probably the Stunty Cup in, at Chaos Cup itself. Oh, tight think? game. Yeah. Tight game that's shockingly, I, for real, I don't know if I win if we play that game five times. I don't, I mean, that was my one time. 
Um, but I'll take it, I, you know, winning, coming off winning that, and then the drama at the end of the game and still fate had it in my <laughs> cards for me to win it was uh, amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, I, what about the coach? Against, I, what about the game against the French coach with the Slon? Well, that's no, it wasn't Slon. It was Skaven. Skaven. That's um, right. He usually that that happy group. That also. That's where I don't. I'm pretty proud of that game too. So that that is on this sheet as well. Um, I actually have three things. So there's like a kind of an honorable mention here. But yes, the the French coach at Kansas City, where we just had this like mental fight going on, and just to have this coach tell me, "You, you, you're very good. You're very good." Made just still makes me smile because at least for one game, I had somebody who thought like, God, that fat old man did really good. You know, like I, you know, in, in the movie that he is portrayed in his head of me, you know, I'm a good coach. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, another honorable mention is like, um, there's two of them. I beat Drew finally for the first time ever in, in our blood bowl league. And even though he was down a bunch of players and on paper, I should have beat him. I was happy to kind of get that monkey off my back that, cause I've never beat him ever in blood bowl, whether it was on fumble or in person or anything. So there was that. And then me and you not to rub it in. We had a remarkable game to go to the finals in our blood bowl league. Yeah. And um, it's always um, high. Um, what's high, high drama heat in this game. <laughs> I don't know if it's drama, but like, there's a lot on the line because me and you don't like losing to each other. Oh yeah, and, and you um, know, it's it's always a a lot of fun when the other person's cheering for your failure. <laughs> I yeah. did that once in my life, and I'm never going to hear it again. <laughs> once, but in I, I, uh, I did do it. I did it out loud. I know. <laughs> I did it, and I hate every second of it. Uh, top two worst. Games or <laughs> tournament experiences of the year? So, um, at um, Cripple Peak, I was playing Mike Carpenter and he had Griff and I had my elves. And Mike Carpenter doesn't play Blood Bowl anymore. Not Mike Carpenter. Mike Patterson. Mike Patterson. Sorry, my bad. Okay. It's all right. Um, I was watching Mike, Mike Carpenter. Carpenter. Yeah, I was watching his uh, YouTube videos about guitars. Yeah, he's still active with um, his hobbies. So, I was playing Mike Patterson and um, he had Griff and I'm not going to blame the girlfriend, but situations were coming to a head at that time. So I was probably not in my right mind when I was playing, but I devoted so many freaking resources just to push Griff out of bounds. And I had him, and then I rolled two dice, and I got both down, both down. Or both down skull, something like that. I just mm. needed a push, and I would have had him. And I'm talking, I had the whole sideline clogged up, because you have to. And it just, it killed me. Because after that, he then, like, crowd-surfed my two, you know, side-steppers, because he was able to... And the whole game just went downhill from that. And it was just one of those things, like, I knew it was dumb. I knew I shouldn't be doing this much, but he was so powerful. If I didn't get rid of him, there was no chance. And mm -hmm. he just turned the tables on me and ran it. So, 
That was annoying. <sighs> and then playing three undead teams at Mediterranean. <laughs> I was wondering if this is going to make your list. Uh-huh. This is the first thing I thought of when I saw this category. <laughs> Same here. Ah, oh, God, that sucked. I traveled six hours away to play three undead teams in a With row. With Skaven. Like, in Skaven. I'm not the greatest Skaven coach. I'll put it out there. I, I haven't played him much. I realized the agility and blah, blah, blah. But you got rid of the passing, so now they're not as good to just, like, throw down the field with. Before you had 4-4 four, four agility guys, you can get the ball pretty much anywhere you want. No big deal. No, now it's just, hey, go out there and get your ass handed to you by undead again and again and again. So enjoy. <laughs> uh, for me, it has to be that last, that the last tournament game to against CQ. Just the, uh, just the, the shit dice. show of me destroying myself at the same time he came back to destroy me. <laughs> it's just a really frustrating game. Yeah. Um, and then really, I hated playing corn in that tournament up there in a, a mystery bowl up in Missouri. That's the tournament. Me, Gary went to uh, Jen went. Mm-hmm. And then that second day I played the tournament and they all went and had good breakfast foods and went to comic shops and while I went only, I won one game, won my last game, and lost the two other ones. It was just an awful day, and um, it was a terrible. I mean, like I tried just to not get mad about that, and I did a real good job by not getting mad about it. Yeah. But it was just a, a, a what do they call it? A, a parade of errors and bad dice, and just nothing went right. So, anyways, I did not, I did not enjoy that. So that happened. Moving on. <laughs> Uh, top two race based off tournaments that you never want to play again or not for a long time. I, I mean, I only played four races, so That's I fine. guess you Old World not Alliance an and uh, Chaos Dwarves. There you go. No reason you don't you don't want to play with those. Okay, mine would be Corn for I've already mentioned in. I played a whole season of Old World Alliance, and then I played six games in Kansas City. And even though the results worked out fine in both cases, finishing second in the league, you know, second place in the league in the championship, and then second place in Kansas City, I am ready to not play them for a while. (laughs) And they're actually one of my favorite painted teams. Uh, Adding Benningfield did a great job painting them and stuff, and I love how they look, but I'm very tired of playing so those would be those, even though the results were good. Uh, top two races you enjoyed playing this year? By a process of elimination, that'd be Skaven and Elf. Okay. Again, no comment why. I mean, this is what it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, mine was uh, Nobles and uh, Ogres, or I guess Human Nobility and the Ogre team. I f- just feel like they kind of fit my play style. And it helps that I pick and choose which tournament to play them at. So, like, for Matador, I've taken Nobles before, and I did well. And, I, you know, here we are again. I did fairly well. So, yeah, those were my probably two. And, you know, really, 
I like your little knight models that you have for nobles because I borrow mm -hmm. your team every year that has the knights and stuff like that. So I do anyways. like them. Yeah, that's that's part of the fun. I just wish um, the shields were more Campbellian, you know, because it's supposed to, it's supposed to be the uh, Campbell coat of arms on them. I got you. I just I understand that too. Kind of got there, you know. Right. Uh, top two places you ate at at tournaments this last year. This would be favorite meals or just places in general? Yeah. Um, really, again, this is a hard one since I didn't really travel that much. Um, Maria's after Chaos Cup was awesome. Uh, that was the Mexican food that place? That was the Mexican food place. It was great. Like It was really authentic tasting and not that expensive. So no. I really liked that. Plus hanging out with everyone and Tam and everyone is just fun. Um, honorable mention to the free hot dogs at Chaos Cup because those were damn good too. I would have eaten like five of those, no problem. Oh, you like meat. I do like it. Uh, and then coming up on the next one, Missouri Hicks. Um, not for the meat. Not for the main meals. The main meals sucked ass for the most part. But the appetizer was awesome that we had. The mm -hmm. what, brisket red, nachos red. or whatever. Uh huh. And then the dessert that we had was amazing. Nice. So really, um, and it's always. I mean, it's Missouri Hicks. As much as I don't care for the food as much anymore, it's just going there with the history and everything. It's always awesome. Yeah, it's like one of those traditions that like you should yeah. by all means probably just break it, but it's kind of something we do. <laughs> yeah, really, because <clears throat> the food has really gone downhill the last few times we've gone. Um, this is probably going to sound like a cop out. Um, <laughs> if you know me personally at Kalachis, all, huh? Kalachi factory, because Jeez. we had that for breakfast several days in a row up in okay, look, uh, Kansas City. Be, there has to be someone who listens to this podcast that is financially well off to say the least, right? Will someone sure. just give Scott the money to start a kolache factory in Oklahoma City? There is uh, we do no... that more, we'll make millions of dollars. Yeah, there's no way it fails in more. You don't understand no. more. More, everyone eats out all the time. It has the highest grossing uh, fast food restaurants. It's insane. Yeah, kolache factory would destroy there. Oh, that'd be amazing. And We're Scott getting... would be about 700 pounds. I would be, <laughs> I would be about 700 pounds. Um, there's so many places because I'm a foodie. Uh, so a couple honorable mentions would be Hawaiian brothers up there in Kansas city as well. It's, uh, some sounds good. Good Hawaiian eats for a fast food type place. Did you ever and go to Kona ranch? I never did. <sighs> that was so good. It was Hawaiian style barbecue. Nice. Anyway. Um, the little mom and pop place that Gary, Gary and Matt found, I cannot remember what its name was, um, where they went and got some like hot dogs and Italian beefs and stuff like that. I, oh, you remember yeah. what that Chicago? was called? Yeah. Yeah. And I cannot remember the name to save my life. And I know we talked about it. And that's another honorable mention. I would love um, to go there and just eat at that place and try other stuff. For sure. Um I think it was called Franny's. Yeah, I think that's the it. guy who owned it was Francis. Yeah, um, but even though if I lived there all the time, I'd probably get really tired of it. Really, like Portillo's. My, 
No, I'm going to Giordano's. Okay. I, I, it was really nice to get a barbecue pizza from there and eat as much as I want. And just, it's just one of those things. And really, it's going to be like, <laughs> it might be the main reason I'm going to miss Chicago, you know, eating at those couple restaurants that yeah. are probably everywhere in the world, but I still want. So, well, anyways. Th- hopefully next year we can get into the habit of going to Adepticon. Yeah, maybe. I mean, if that works out for us. So, And then uh, another honorable mention for Scott is the parking lot candy bar. Oh, the parking lot candy bar. Yes, the free, um, what was it, a Reese's fast break. candy bar thing. It was a fast it was good. break. Yeah. It was delicious. It was I mean, free. Can't complain about free. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Our, our final <laughs> category here, the top two things in Blood Bowl that was released last year. Norse and Amazon, straight up. I like well, both. It's got to be for you. Both right? teams. I, mean, I like the changes to both. I am excited to get mine finally painted. Hopefully soon, once I get money and can send it to them. Um, but yeah, um, for sure, those releases. If I had to pick specifically, it's going to be the miniatures. Even though I'm not super thrilled on the Amazon, I really want someone to blow me away on those still. But I do like them. Okay. I mean, all that's fair. Um, mine, mine might be kind of a cop out in a weird way. Um, I'm really shocked that we got a dungeon bowl expansion. That's true. Yes. Super shocked. Even yeah. if you're a fan for it or not a fan for it, the fact that we got an expansion just really blew my mind in all, in all ways. Um, there's problems with dungeon bowl. I think personally, um, they could be easily fixed, but we don't have to go into that. But it just shocked me, and I'm happy to see that they, that variant of Blood Bowl is there for us to to have. You know, so that that was good. And the other thing on my list, I don't even think really counts because I think it was released like years before. But I finally got a hold of it because I finally saw it in person. The troll that's like standing on two feet. <laughs> that I got up in Kansas City from the GW store. I wanted one of those for a long time, but I didn't want to, you know, pay whatever Forge World prices or yeah. whatever. And I got one. So I'm really, really happy about that. That's cool. And I know that's kind of dumb, but anyways. No, I mean, it's cool. I like them. I don't, like I said, I don't know if it counts though, because it wasn't really released this year. So if we go back, take a step back from that, it really might be. Even though I'm not going to buy the new team, like maybe the Norse team. I mean, it was nice to see them get brought back into Blood Bowl. Yeah. So fair enough. All right. That's all I have for Downies, man. Yeah. That's all I got. I don't have any. Unless you want to add anything or anything like that? No. Nothing I can think of. Overall, it's a disappointing year for me because i didn't get to go to as many tournaments as i wanted to or planned to uh because i had plans to go to a couple that had to fall through due to monetary and bs reasons so uh that was certainly disappointing i was very glad to be able to go to chaos cup though so that was the redeeming factor of the whole thing yeah we should have somehow found a way to get you up to kansas city yeah just yeah i mean Knowing what I know now and where everything went, 
I sure wish I would have just kidnapped you and took you to Kansas City. Oh, I know. It would have been nice. Although you probably wish I would have kidnapped you and took you to Kansas City as well. You could have also just left me there and just been like, oh, sucks for you. Sucks for you, Steve. I'll just leave you here forever. And you'd be like, okay. Um, Is that what you're saying? Yeah. But no, I mean, That's it's fine. Everything worked out in the end. So just got to keep uh, stepping forward. And hopefully next year's Downies will be filled with a lot more adventure. Well, only you can control that, Steve. And only you can prevent forest fires. Ah, but I love starting them. I know. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> that is a problem. I mean, if only I didn't do Force Five. If only I didn't love it so much. Oh, God. That's that's kind of funny, actually. <laughs> In a weird way. You can tell I'm getting tired because I'm finding it. It is really getting humorous. late. So, all, all right. right. Wrap it up. Let's wrap this up then, and we will come back with some shout outs. It's the beginning of the year, but the end of the episode, which means shout outs. Did I just blow the system up? Pretty much, dude. Thanks. Yeah. Awesome. No Uh, kids are here. I can scream and holler however like I want. That's nice. Okay. Um, First off, big shout out to everybody who has been reaching out to us, both me and Scott personally about our own personal situations so um, yeah let's let's hit that last elephant maybe in the room or maybe not i know i alluded to some things going on for me at the last uh mm-hmm. podcast and i didn't want to i figured that we brought you enough like oh glad i didn't live through that <laughs> moments <laughs> for the beginning of the podcast um just to sum it up because i know some people reached out and asked Without too many details, a very, very close family member had to be put into like a mental facility for mental, like a hospital, you know, kind of to to feel good (laughs) or to get their mind kind of straight, I guess the way I should say it. Um, There was very much thoughts of like self-harm and um, they had to cry out for some help and thank God we listened and... um, did probably the hardest thing to ever do is to admit somebody to one of those places because you just wonder, at least I wondered, well, do I ever get this person back in my life? Does this person hate me for the rest of my life? Is this the right thing? Am I overreacting? So not to be uh, morbid or make a light of it, but the harder thing is to put them in the ground. So, I mean, the great thing is you at least caught it in time. So, oh, I get what you're saying. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, that's the whole uh, thing. It's like, I'm not trying to make a joke of it or light, but for anyone, if you are going through struggles, and, you know, it's better to go through it while they're alive than dealing with it afterwards because you didn't pay attention. Right. And sometimes um, you, it's not your fault. You can't. They just And, li- and they listen do. to people when they come to you. If they yeah. say, you know, hey, I'm feeling like this, and it scares me, or whatever, listen. Um, so I know I'm not the only person who's had to do that with a family member, especially somebody really close and that you love. And, um, the good news is, is they went through their, their steps and at least temporarily they're doing really good. And that's all you can do because you can only look like a day ahead. You know, let's get through this day and 
get through the next day and get through the next day and next yep and um you know some people deal with anxiety different and depression different and you know somebody explained it to me because a long long time ago i grew up with when you were depressed you listened to sad music and you drew some great pictures but that's not really the case you know and and you know, or people would say, "Hey, you're depressed. Let's go out and have some laughs and stuff like that." You know, yeah. depression's real, and it affects almost everybody. And if it doesn't affect somebody, it maybe will. And it's just not having the right chemicals in your your brain. And if you have diabetes, you take medicines to try to fix that. So it's yeah. not you don't look down on somebody or don't feel like you're a failure because you're taking, as I've heard before in the past crazy pills you're not taking crazy pills you're taking stuff to balance yourself out just like i take a blood pressure pill mm -hmm. you know now that i'm older and i need a small one just to kind of balance things out so don't feel bad about it you remember the uh, blood bowl player that we had that nobody wanted to play against because he had mental problems you mean the hero click player yeah that's what i meant hero click okay long yes. time ago yes um <clears throat> so we had a guy like that and he had suffered tra traumatic brain injury due to combat and you know he was different he was taking medication and when he did he was fine i didn't hold it against him some people didn't want to play against him that was on them i'm going to defer to him because it's not his fault you know i grew up my mom was paranoid schizophrenic you know i had a different mom than my other siblings did basically because she was medicated the whole time now she was not as outgoing or as exciting or, you know, crazy as before, but she was there, you know, she was in an institution for, I think, eight months when I was a kid because of the paranoia and everything. But eventually they got on the right combination of medicines and got it to work. So you just kind of have to, like you said, do what you can and try to get everything to work out. And it's not that big of a deal. It feels like a big deal. But most people, you know, have been on some type of medication somewhere along the line. Yeah. I mean, so anyways, that is my situation without telling directly, you know, maybe one day in my life, this person will listen to this podcast and it might hurt their feelings if I mentioned a name or not. But what was really discussed was like, <laughs> I was trying to encourage the best the only way I could because I felt helpless was like, maybe you're going through this because one day, whether you're, you know, 29 or 39 or 49, you might be going through this now because you're meant to mentor somebody else in the future. Mm -hmm. Like, I, and you know, I believe you can conquer this little voice in your head that tells you like, you're not oh. good enough and et cetera, et cetera. And so uh, I just tried to encourage that way as much as possible because Again, I said it in the earlier podcast. Life is kind of about how you bounce back. By it, it shouldn't. It should be <laughs> looked upon as like how you got off up off the ground yeah. from life events instead of what you accomplished. And we get caught up with you know social media in all ways, often like that. So, so I have a weird story that's tangentially related to what you're talking about. How things work out in weird ways. Um, so I'm in Ohio and I saw that in Canton here, there's Kent State University. I thought it was Kent State from like the Kent State Massacre, but it's just a branch of it. So I started looking into the Kent State mass Massacre, um, with, 
basically what happened is four college students were killed at Kent State in 69, somewhere around there, mm-hmm. um, which m- was a big turning point in the rev- student revolution, walkouts and everything. Giant thing. A uh, song like Four Dead in Ohio, you know, big cultural impact of the 60s and 70s. So I got to looking into it, and there were four people killed. There were another X number of people injured um, because it was a big student protest, and the National Guard got called up and started opening fire because they were assholes. That happens, which obviously is a tragedy. You had four young people killed, and their deaths tragic and a waste, right? Come to find out that at least three of the people that were there ended up starting bands. One was The Waitresses, which, you know, has like one hit, to my knowledge. One was Chrissy Hind of The Pretenders. And one was one of the main influences and creators of Devo. He was the one that did all the artistic, visionary stuff that, you know, like through uniforms and everything. So, like, prog rock and first wave... Those were seminal musical moments in the 80s that may not have happened to the extent they did because of Kent State, if that didn't happen. Hmm. Those people, like us, we're a podcast, but people have said that we've saved their lives because we've been there and listened to them and helped out when they were feeling hopeless. That music helped people when they were feeling hopeless and saved lives without a doubt. So weirdly four people dying possibly saved thousands and thousands of lives further down the road, not to mention everyone else who's there who used that as a reason to fight against the establishment or go into surgery or, you know, anything with their life. Tragedy begets change and change can be for the best. So it's just yeah, kind of a yeah. weird pattern I saw when I was looking into it. Well, I tell my children all the time, um, you know, unfortunately life, you know, you you want to believe like bad things happen to bad people. And that, that is not true. No. Ba- bad things happen to really good people. And I don't believe necessarily that it's God's will or it's meant to be and stuff like that. It's, it's more fun to say, oh, this, this must've been God's will. So I just had to deal with it. But yeah, where we, <laughs> bad shit happens to really good people and bad shit happens to g- bad people and good stuff happens to good people and good stuff happens to bad people. It really is just kind of how life is. And again, when you pick, when you, when you're, you face this like like this person in my life did. I just tried to be super encouraging because you don't know what seeds you plant into people that will come back later in life to help you or help somebody else. And I promise you, you realize most of us don't realize the lives we touch because we can't. <laughs> I can't You'll never know. Own, own self or what yeah. I don't know how to put it, but like we don't think maybe we matter to somebody, but we do, and they remember those little tiny things. Or yeah, like I was saying, like ripples in the pond. You know, no one. Uh, I don't know anyone who would equate the Kent State massacre with the changing of musical styles in the eighties. Right, but it exists when you look for it. 
So who I mean, knows what anything will happen and how it will change. So you always look for the I, best. I don't know if I mentioned this in the last podcast or not, but at, at work, there's a, there's a kid um, who I call my work son. And this year, for whatever reason, I thought, I'm going to buy him a Christmas gift. Uh, we talk off, often. He does some knucklehead things. I constantly say, that, don't, don't be doing that and stuff like that. And sometimes he does, and sometimes he listens to me. And, does um, he call I, you red, like, and does he smoke pot in your basement? He does not smoke pot in my basement. But his life choices and my life choices might not be 100% what I would do. But I always tease him that I'm your work dad. You should listen to me. And he's really kind of accepted this role of the last year and a half that, like, how's it going, work dad? How's it going, pops? And stuff like that. And he'll come to me with really challenging life things that he's facing, or at least to him. And I just tell him straight up what I think or what I don't think or if I've had no experience in it. Anyways, I decided to give him a Christmas present. And it was simply a candle because I love candles. And I found out through talking to him that he loves candles. And um, so we're, we're strangely bonded that way. And then I, he's 23 years old, 22 years old. I found this little toy SpongeBob, like Lego character. I bought it, threw it in his bag, gave him that for Christmas with some treats. This kid, (laughs) he walked around work really proud of everything I got him. And that's not what made me feel good. What made me feel good is just like, well, I guess maybe that is what made me feel. He was, he was very thankful. He was really proud that <laughs> he's like, I can't believe you knew I like SpongeBob so much. And I was like, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I just went by age and I figured you grew up with it. And he's like, oh, that was my favorite cartoon and all this stuff. And it just, we give, we talk about the charity tournaments like Jason's doing what yeah. we're doing with Critter Bowl. It, it takes it takes a group of people, and you don't know where you plant your seeds. And he told me later that day, he's like, "Scott, why are you so nice?" And I laughed, and I said, "Bro, I said most of, most of my peers probably think I'm the mean jerky guy because I give them a hard time, or I jump their butts, or if I did what I wanted to do to you for living through what you've done, I would have chewed your ass out too M- many times. That's probably why you didn't tell me as much as you probably should have." <laughs> um, but what I'm hoping long term is I plant a seed in this kid who struggles that maybe one day I said one day you're gonna have a work son who's gonna need some help and maybe you're gonna help him out. And I mean the kid cried, <laughs> you know, about it all. And that just like I said, so you say you are a jerk. I, you're putting your seed in guys at work and making them cry. Yes. And so after I was done with him, I took his underwear, I wiped it off my junk and I threw it in his face and I said, get out of this bathroom. I still got to poop. And he was crying, but I was really happy. Seems Is that what you wanted to hear? No, I didn't (laughs) want to hear that at all. Anyways. um, Anyways, everything's at home is going well with my family and stuff like that. So those of you have reached out and asked, and I gave you very vague answers. Thank you. Cause I do appreciate this whole rant was for a, a long answer here, but I do appreciate you reaching out and caring about me and Steve very much. And, um, this podcast family helps us quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So sure does. anyways, all right. What other shout outs we got, Steve? Uh, we've got, Matthew Pering, who is doing 
Um, I pl- I played Matthew in the past. I recognize that name. I played him have. at Gas Cup, and I played him up in Iowa. Very nice gentleman. He put the hurt on. You put the hurt on his high elves at Chaos Cup. <laughs> I did. See, with orcs I- and ogres getting their own state tournaments, Zench thought it was his turn to be so honored. However, the Lord of Change always likes there to be a twist to any situation, and to watch how they respond to his intervention. The Z- Zenchist God, these people and their names yeah Zencha sees it's like Tennessee's was Zench Zencha C okay. open oh, I like this Zencha C open will be held on Saturday March 18th so certain people oh that's on my birthday you and Drew both in right. Chattanooga Tennessee it's going to be a one-day three-game tournament 1150k gold to Use GW tiers and one player on each team getting some additional skills throughout the day at the choice of Zench. Nice. So for full, rule, full rules, you can go to Facebook, NAF, or Talk Fantasy Football. Uh, to register, email Matthew with one T dot pairing, P E R R I N G at gmail.com. Get out and support this tournament. He's a really good guy. So He is a good guy. He's written in, He's written in before. Let's see. We also have the LVO coming out. I believe it's almost. God, that's going to be really soon, right? Yeah. It's... Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. Let's see here. I want to say it's the. Is it Sin, Sin City, right? Sin City at the LVO. LVO, January 26th is... through the 29th. Yeah. So there's a tournament for sure here. On the 27th, is that a Saturday? I'm sure there's yeah. multiple events. Yeah, he's doing the tournament on Friday and Saturday, and then the sevens on Sunday, I believe. Oh, okay, so it's a two-day event. Okay. Yeah, it's, you're right. The 29th is the seventh event, and this is going to be Sin City Bowl 7, from what it looks like, and at the LVO, Las Vegas Open, on the 27th, 26th. 27th, 28th, sorry. Okay. Um, see, we got a shout out from, is Mark Perry running that one? Yes, he still is. I believe so. Well, I know in the past, I think somebody else took it over for a little, like one turn or something. Sandra, maybe. So, um, I got an email from Eric telling us how much he enjoys the podcast. Doesn't have a last name. Well, just Eric. I sent it in that way on purpose. I mean. It's drinks Motlier from iCloud, so uh, no, I... don't bother him. But yeah, it's nice enough to write in. Um, oh, that's really nice of you. Oh yeah, um, Brock Severson sent in about the the Winter Solstice Slaughter recap. Okay. Which we were supposed to go over. Okay. Which... Do you want to quickly go over it now, or do you want to do it next podcast? Um. Is it just a recap on like who won? Yeah, he, he wrote it out though. So yeah, we'll do that next podcast. I'll try to remember. Okay. Okay. I, I suck. Um Well we can do that at the end of like when we do my recap of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That'll work. Um we got Make- Dave Hanrath trying to get people out to Blood Bonnet Bowl. It's his fortieth birthday, so he's got shirts, dice, and exclusive mini for anyone. It's the Dragon's Lair in Houston. And it's uh, one week before Critter Bowls. So February is, uh, 25th, 2020. 
Yeah, that was that was really a tough call to like, do I make this tournament go back to back? But I figure like people who like to travel are gonna travel anyways, and people who aren't, I mean it's not gonna matter. So it's way down in Houston. It's like eight hours away. So Yeah. Even uh, though Texas is just a couple hours away, Houston is way far away. What what weekend is it again? The twenty fifth is Blue Bonnet Bowl. Um, I believe Dave is also doing World Cup rules, if I remember correctly, uh, for those people who want to practice. I could end up going there for two hundred bucks. Ah, look at look at Steve. He's That's already ready to start traveling. Two hundred. They have nonstop flights too. Here's what you do: you're living with your buddy, right? He's uh-huh. married, right? Yeah. You say, "Hey, man, I'm going to help you and your wife out." And you come up with this elaborate plan where, like, he calls you into the bedroom at the perfect time. You give any, anybody who wants it the good business and really make them feel good. And then, in turn, he gives you a plane ticket during, you know, for a week of recovery because they both had a, a fantastic time with you, Steve. I think you're seriously overestimating estimating my abilities. Oh, maybe you're underestimating your abilities. That is possible. I mean, if you I haven't mean, lived through this situation, how do you know if you're good at it? Or that's not? true. I could try. Wouldn't hurt. I mean, yeah, all you got to do is talk him into it. Get <laughs> um, the ticket first, is what I'm trying oh, sure. to tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we did get an email from Alexander Weiss, Stymie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wanted to know um, because he was doing some stuff on the NAF website about the episodes that we did tournament etiquette. So I think we had like four episodes where we did tournament etiquette might be something good to go over again, because it's always nice to have. Um, but do also, as I say, but not as I do. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, also just let you know that the NAF does have four nominees currently for the NAF tournament director. The voting opens January 15th. Uh, Alexander Weiss is one of them. AJ Murray, the hurricane is another. Jim Luft, Legion, is one. And then Thomas Florentadier, uh, I screwed that name up, Obsidian, is the last one. Okay. We know three of those guys. Um, I'm not going to say who to vote for, but obviously, you know, it would be good to get someone in that we think is good for it um they should have threads open on naf to discuss it so i encourage people to go out look at them and and if you think i'm a member of the naf and everybody else votes so it doesn't matter if i vote that is really wrong there's a high percentage God. of people who do not vote especially so for really, this position your your vote matters so please for real go over there when it's time to vote input it and stuff like that it'd be great if even 50 percent of the people would vote but it is like real voting in real life where just a small percentage of people control everything so just pretty much try to go vote is what i'm saying yeah um shout out that you probably do not have on paper but i thought i would mention it because it was brought to my attention as of this morning brandon alderman he wrote up a like state of the union type blood bowl in america thing Mm -hmm. i don't know it was on the um Blood Bowl community it was an interesting thing about just how like Blood Bowl is in the United States because I guess they do this in other areas of the world. And um, it was funny how like Bash is pretty supreme over here in America. And um, I was reading through it 
And I was like, oh, this is pretty cool, like stats and trends and stuff like that. And then he had like coaches, the top 20 coaches that travel around. I shockingly made it at number 18. I mean, you went to nine tournaments, so that's not that surprising. I know, but in my head, that doesn't sound like anything. You know what I mean? Compared to Europe, no, it's not. We can go to nine tournaments in nine weeks there. Well, that's... But you forget how big America is, you know. Um, You know, Sean Crawley had the most. I think he had like 71 tournaments. That dude's a machine. I think either... Mike Patterson or Brian too, maybe was like second and third, somewhere in that. Anyways, it it was an interesting article just to kind of look at the trends and see like how few teams, how few times elves get played at some of these tournaments, despite I, having like high winning percentages. Yeah, <laughs> but so. that high winning percentage is because the only people who play them now are really freaking good with them. I realize you that. Can't I, play I, with and it. I realize that with a lot of these stats. That's where, like, you know, corn gets played a lot. Well, yeah. it was a fairly new team, and, you know, people who don't care, but they don't want to play stunty, maybe, corn's your way to go, right? Because <clears throat> at least everybody has decent armor. Everybody has at least three strength. And we'll see what happens. You, you like know? frenzy. So, you want to hit a lot of people a lot. Yeah, that's what you yeah. do. So, anyway. It was, it was interesting. And then when I came across the thing that, like, oh, I'm in here? That's weird. <laughs> that's weird. Well, what we need, like I said, we keep needing to do a GoFundMe or a Patreon so that people can fund our adventures across the country and further. Um, that would probably be what it takes right now with my children. Both, I, my other child now wants to probably go into Color Guard too, which is yeah. even more expensive than regular band. And it's, Jeez. yeah, that's about the only way you're going to see me. If you want me to come to a tournament outside of the United States, I would love to, but we're going to have to start that. Um, Color Guard was for people like who that. wanted to not be in PE and also not play an instrument. <laughs> well, it's changed now and it's lots of money. Well, yeah, so. but still they don't play an instrument, do they? And Not on the field. And they don't have to take PE, do they? Well, they're, they're still in the regular band, though. Most of these kids are, at least at my daughter's schools, they're in the like high end of the concert band stuff. So. Okay. So that's might have changed since you were there. Fair enough. I mean, that was like almost 30, 25 years ago. That's longer than that. Is it? I don't know, dude. It's You're quite so... a bit younger than me, aren't you? Yeah, but it was 30 years ago, 93. I graduated oh, in 94. Oh, there you go. So, yeah. Yeah, we're we're, we're old, dude. We sure are. But so. we're still kicking, still changing, still doing new stuff. So Yeah, one day I'll figure out what I want to do with the rest of my life. <laughs> Probably not, no. I'll be like, what do you want to do? I think I want to retire. I know what you want to <laughs> do. We just got to find someone to front the kolache money. Man, I, I don't know. I think if I had to make the kolaches, I wouldn't like it as much. No, I just want to hi- eat them. You hire other people. You just run the books and stuff. That's what management mm. does. All right. I mean, you're not Brian pretty... Alcorn who does his cleaning his own bathrooms. Come on. No, I'm not cleaning my own bathrooms if I run a business. No. It's the first thing you do to someone you hire. Go clean the bathrooms. That's right. All right, man. That's all I got. Unless you got anything else. Nope, I got nothing. We covered a lot in this episode, new products, tournaments. Uh, we gave advice for life. We gave out uh, 
tournament awards, the downies. Like we've covered a lot here. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since we had like a really super full episode, and now everybody can be happy about this. And hopefully, we'll be on a more consistent schedule moving forward too. So you say that every year, and then it, it is okay. It come is on, it it's, it's been it's been it's been mitigating circumstances the last couple. So you you know what the funniest thing about you know like recording? Mm-hmm. I heard I've heard this from like every bit of eight people. Oh, you know, what is this going to do with the podcast? Because now you can't record together. And I was like, dude, we haven't recorded together in two plus years. Yeah, because exactly. Of the life situation, even though we were one, you know, one street away from each other, it just didn't happen. And no, it's like, much. Oh. Well, I mean, we had COVID and then dealing with kids and shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is like, it's been at least two years, if not longer. And it's the longer. And some people didn't even. They don't realize we're not sitting across from each other right now. Yeah. We're just that good. Uh, or we're that bad and people just don't want to tell us. So Yeah, whatever. I'll take it. All right, man. You have a good time in Ohio. And I will have a good time in Oklahoma. Okay. 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 All right. We'll see you, buddy. You can follow Both Down on Twitter at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Real Scott Prime and Steve at Kilowog2814. If you'd like to email them, the email address is bothdownpodcasts at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or at facebook.com forward slash bothdown. Shrine to the memory of the greats of professional football is dedicated in Canton, Ohio. It was here that the National Football League was founded in 1920 to start the pro game on its road to glory. The building, domed like an upended football, honors such men as famed Commissioner Burt Bell, who founded the Philadelphia Eagles. George Hallis, started playing football a half century ago, was a founder of the league and has coached the Chicago Bears for 45 years. Visitors at the Hall of Fame will find the names of men who have become legend. Men like Red Grange, the fabulous galloping ghost of Illinois, who drew the first sellout crowd in pro football when he made his debut. No man has ever touched the record of Jim Thorpe as an all-round athlete. He played pro football until he was 40. Most famous backfield of all time, Notre Dame's four horsemen, Layden, Miller, Stuldreyer, and Crowley. The men who helped make football great will be honored for future generations. A touchdown for posterity.